Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free jazelmodcast show. Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. 
the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jayzomon.com slash jayzomodcast. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. I know, I forgot to turn the clicks on. <laughs> well, hello. Hey. Look at this. The audience snuck up on us. Yeah, we snuck up on them, too. <laughs> yes. This is uh, Rob for another episode of Flashback Friday. And Mike, I'm, I'm co-hosting. Yes, and uh, not clicking. It's not supposed to be clicking. But it's supposed to click the... Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, It'll click the next time. The show's ruined. No. I can't go on. Go on, mister. Oh, fine. Said my the, agent will be talking to your agent. Oh, no, no, I'm my, I'm my own agent. Send your agent over. <laughs> my agent decides not to talk to your agent. Why? Because you're agenting yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First episode. When in Burbank, number six. Old Lang Syne. That sounds like a New Year's Eve uh, special. It is actually Sadie and Dave meet up on New Year's Day and reflect on the past 365 days and what the New Year brings for both podcasters. That's a good idea. It is. Yeah. We're going to so steal that. No, we're probably not. Probably no. just talk about movies. Yeah. We could talk about movies of the past year. Yeah. No. Keep going. No, Hit yeah. play. Okay. Yeah. Happy New Year and welcome to Win in Burbank. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. So, with 2013 now in, do you have any New Year resolutions? That, uh, you plan to break? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I don't make New Year's resolutions. I stopped doing that uh, a long time ago because it never seemed to pan out. And it, I make New Year's resolu- resolutions daily, actually, which you kind of have to do. Some of the ones that I make, like I will try to eat more sensibly. That's one of my New Year's resolutions that I have to make not only daily, but with each meal. You know, if you, you've you've dieted, you know what that's like. Anybody that's been on a diet knows that it's not a matter of just making up your mind one time and then boom, you're on a diet. You right. have to make up your mind every time you're faced with <laughs> the opportunity to eat. Uh, it's like it's like trying, trying to deal with any addiction. You have to constantly uh curb your enthusiasm as they would say uh for whatever it is you're addicted to so um anything that i think is important enough to make a resolution about is something that i probably am trying to make a resolution about every waking moment anyhow so i don't make resolutions at the end of the year or the beginning of the year one of the things for me is i i've come to the conclusion that i, I need to lose weight 
Um, though I am almost 6'2", I weigh 285 pounds, and this is the heaviest I've ever been. I know when you first met me, I was considerably lighter. Uh, granted, you know... Weren't we all? <laughs> I was going to say, granted, you know, I was in my 20s at the time, very <laughs> active, but um, my goal is to... If I can sit here with you next year, you know, 2014, and say, well, I'm down to 230, I'll be happy. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> I would like to be there, too. Uh, there and less. Yes. I think that's an admirable goal and a realistic one. Um, and, you know, and, and being realistic, I, I realized that saying that I must stop smoking or stop drinking soda or caffeine products or monsters, that is not realistic because that is a full-on addiction. And... Well, I realize that it, there's more that requires than just saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop. Yeah, there's, there's something that uh, one of my doctors somewhere along the line told me when I had uh, gone to him about weight loss and I was talking with him about it. Uh, and I, at that time, was smoking and this and this. He said, it, just, just take one thing at a time. Don't try to lose weight and quit smoking at the same time because you might be presenting yourself with more of a challenge than you're capable of meeting. And it made a lot of sense, really. Because, you know, you um, you do take baby steps with these uh, commitments, we'll right. call them. And you kind of need a little bit of a crutch along the way. If you haven't got somebody to constantly be there and support you verbally and emotionally and all that other good stuff while you're doing it, you kind of have to do it yourself, then if you don't have something you can fall back on from time to time, you're just going to defeat your own purpose. At least that was kind of the message that he well, it makes complete sense. passed on to me. Yeah, I, I thought it made sense. One of the nice things is, and I, at first when we moved in here, uh, you know, the policy is no smoking inside, you know, the premises. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. <clears throat> so we go outside and, and you know, smoke. Yeah. yeah. And I realized that I smoke a lot less than what I used to. Well, just having to go outside to do it would probably... Kind of deter. Yeah. Especially when it's yeah. like 30, 32 mm-hmm. outside. It's supposed to snow Wednesday, they said. Is it? Yeah, well, you know how that is, though. Especially up here. Because our weathermen, for those of you who do not know, the weathermen who predict for uh, this part of Southern California, primarily predict for the Los Angeles basin and the valleys and so on down there. Uh, those of us up here in the high desert get a comment or two. Yeah, uh, if we're lucky. Yeah, and and then it's really not a direct weather report for us. Like he said, snow to 3,000 feet, but you and I both know that that doesn't mean here 3,000 feet. Right, that means on the west-facing slopes of the mountain range that separates us from the Los Angeles basin in most cases or and or uh, the five uh, at the grapevine area Uh, they get it usually before we ever do that's not to say we won't get it but generally when they say oh it's going to snow at 3,000 feet I have learned not to get real excited because it usually doesn't mean us well, after living in Nevada for that short time, I've kind of lost my enthusiasm for snow. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, just a quick backstory, folks. I lived in Nevada for uh, between six and eight months. It was northern Nevada up towards the Idaho border. And 
when you sneezed, it snowed. <laughs> and, and not just a little bit of snow, but we're talking footage. <laughs> and that kind of turned me off quickly <laughs> to snow. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually happy to be back in Southern California just for that reason. Yeah. Now, I've lived up here off and on since 1989, and I can count on one hand, one hand the actual time it's... Me too. Oh, you moved up here in 89? Yeah. Well, we actually, we were out in your mode in 85. We moved over here to, well, over here being the Victorville area uh, in 89 because it was a little closer to where my parents lived which is where we live now is right. where my parents lived but yeah 89 ah. we we moved up here I didn't know uh, it was right after Rebecca's first birthday so it had to been March of 1989 oh, she's such a baby god and we we lived in Hesperia where <laughs> you live now yeah uh, we lived up on the Mesa oh yeah and we lived there until I graduated high school Hmm. You know something funny? We lived over on Lime and uh, E for a while in mm-hmm. a little duplex there. You know who else lived in that duplex after that? Who? Um, God, okay. Just a minute now. I have to make his name. Oh, my God. Why did I bring that up when I can't remember his name? Scotty. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Scotty, Scotty was a LPN nurse that we worked with over right. at a hospital right. here locally. Yeah. And... They lived there, well, I don't know, he was just mentioning one day something about where he lived. And I said, we used to live over in that vicinity, you know, and I talked, I said, where? And he said, them too, you know. And I said, well, it's a duplex. So I said, you know, which which side of the duplex did you live on? And they lived in the same duplex side that we did. Isn't that funny? That is. Small world. Anyhow, you were talking about dieting, and I don't know how in the hell we got off on the weather. And <laughs> It's okay. Hey. But uh, that's my goal. That's is, your resolution for the year? Is I want to drop 55 pounds. Cool. Um, I can feel it on my back and, you know, my, my yeah, issues too. with my knees. Yeah. And I, I need to just feel better. So I'm going to start going back to the gym, get myself healthy again, and... I'm also going to start school again. Ah, yeah. Uh, I've okay. decided there is a... Now, for people that don't know, I, I've been in the medical field for 16 years. I've been progressively moving my way from literally an orderly to uh, an EKG technician is where I'm at now, and I'm still in the progress of becoming a registered nurse. There is an accelerated program. Oh. That's... Is it a Zusa? No, I don't think it's a Zuzza. Well, one of the universities up here mm-hmm. offers a AA, or not AA, but an AS, mm-hmm. accelerated course in nursing. Oh, yeah. And but you've only got three things left, haven't you? The Physio, and anatomy, and micro, right? right. And the, yeah, the the prerequisites, but I'm talking the actual nursing program. So oh, instead oh, of it taking me... Oh, okay. And so okay. instead of it taking me like two years, it might take me a year or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, and this is so simple, you know, the podcasting. Mm-hmm. Even while I'm in the midst of doing that, you know, I can easily do a podcast, you know, with, oh, with I, everybody. Sure. Um, in fact, I could actually... 
I usually wait to the very last minute to edit the podcast. Yeah. Just because the conversation's so fresh in my head, it's kind of hard to hear it because I do listen to the conversation over and over as mm-hmm. I'm editing it. So I usually wait to the very last minute to edit the, you know, the conversation and put it out on the internet. But if I were to say, do this one, record this one with you, get it, edit it, and put it aside and just have it ready to go, you know, things would move mm-hmm. a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's my two things. Oh, that's that's cool. That's two big things. Big, but. Uh, actually, uh, going back to school may help with your uh, goal for weight loss, too, because you'll be so busy you won't have time to eat. That's true. <laughs> Although, may have may not have time to eat properly, I'll put it that way, and that can be a bad thing, too. Uh, well, no, Lacey keeps me fed. Lacey has always kept Properly me fed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just one of the things... You know, if when I become a registered nurse, you know, financially it'll, it'll be so much more, you know, because it's it's almost triple what I'm making mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have to worry about the financial pressures. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you know, I do technically own a business, but I still have you know bills that I have to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I know this, but you know, as far as yeah. the listeners, they, they yeah. may not. They might perceive me totally different. You know, I'm just a regular dude. You know, I worry I about the bills so. <laughs> day by day. Yeah. So yeah. becoming a nurse, I think, would open up a, a greater opportunity not only for me financially, but for um, you know my kids. I've I've wanted to put Jaden in a um, private school mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. and now with Zoe, of course, you know, I, I want to put them both. And, and putting two kids in the private school, you're going to have to make some money. Yes, I know. My grandchildren are have been in uh, private schools, and uh, I don't know where their dad gets the money. <laughs> it's expensive. It is. It's expensive. Because I'm not terribly impressed with the public school. Um, Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> It's it's just um, could be that they don't teach your kids anything. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. You know the, the comical thing is, and I don't want to get off on a rant about public school systems, but hmm. you have to realize that okay, Jaden reads and spells, and, and academically he's way above what he should be at grade level, and. No one has kind of figured it out where it came from. You know, you just don't wake up one day and say, okay, I can read. Or you can wake up one day and say, okay, I can spell. You have to be taught these things. Mm -hmm. And those things were taught at home. You know, Mm -hmm. I know Lacey, Mm -hmm. when I was really, really busy, you know, the latter part of 2000s, you know, like 2007 to Mm -hmm. 2009, that Mm -hmm. area when I was super busy, you know, she was really working hard with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I've taken over and I, I've been working really hard with them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that her and I together as a team do way better educating our kid than public school systems. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, I think it's a good idea to, to have that as, as motive for uh, going back and finishing your, your 
schooling so that you can become an RN. Because for one thing, not only will you be making more money, but you'll be making it in less time. Right. And that's crucial, as you know. But people who are an RN already know that. People who are not RNs, uh, the 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 rule of thumb is they can work uh, three twelve-hour shifts in a in a week and make three t- yeah. <laughs> three times what somebody working five days eight hours makes yes. or more. Um, yeah, it's harder work and the pressure's there, but it's a different kind of pressure and it's a different kind of hard work and it's it's one that if you're if you're into that, it's uh, it's a second nature kind of thing and it's not a big deal. Well, we met when I was in ICU, so uh-huh. that kind of should say where I'm at. Right. You know, kind of similar pressures. Yeah. But not, you know, I didn't deal with any medications or anything. Right. Like that, but the pressure of being in ICU was right. the same. Right. And, you know, that was just home to me. Yeah. So I know that I can make that, you know, transition and adapt to what I need to be. I'm sure. I am sure you can. You know, and make $150,000 a year. I, I can Wouldn't that totally be sweet? live with that. That would be sweet. Um, one of the things, and this is an exclusive here for Wynn and Burbank, is if this transition does happen, I start going to school, um, I will continue to do the podcast with you and Rebecca and everybody else. Mm-hmm. The MythWorks will officially be shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing out of MythWorks. Okay. Um, just because as of this point, it doesn't look like uh, the lady I've been talking to, she just, she's too on the fence for me as being a CEO. Mm-hmm. And it, it's neither, you know, shit or get off the pot. Not lukewarm. You know, mm-hmm. you just gotta, you gotta give me one way or another. Yeah, yeah. So it, it looks like at this point, 2013, the beginning, I'm still gonna be CEO. Mm. And if I'm going to school and then go into nursing school, mm. realistically, it's not going to happen. I can't run a business and I can't do, you know, the academics at the same time. No. So Mm-mm. I'm sorry, folks, but MythWorks would have to be temporarily shut down until I finish, I get my degree, and then, you know, in the future, then I would start back up. Mm-hmm. I think that's intelligent. I mean, you know, there's <clears throat> there's only so much a person can do. You can only spread yourself so thin. And then it starts taking a toll on your health and your relationships. And uh, you don't need that. No. And honestly, I, I see it as almost a sign, you know, with Terry leaving. You know, well, he's, he's left now. Oh, Technically, okay. he's gone. Okay. Um... You know, if things have just kind of transitioned into a more almost non-existent where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, things have just disappeared. The world of myth is gone. Erotica is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a sign to me to say, okay, instead of focusing on trying to rebuild, just leave it lie. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, get my degree, get the money that I need. Mm-hmm. Get my life situated financially, mm-hmm. and then we can pick back up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we'll see what happens from there. Now, shall I still continue to work on on convict and some of the other things that we've been talking about, or is that going to not happen now? That will still happen. Um, producing okay. books, I can, and I'm not bragging. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I can produce a book in my sleep. Okay, okay. You know, it's. Okay. Uh, Russo called me 
when I produced his his vampire book. Right. He called me like two weeks into to everything, and he's like, "I need you to produce my book." And I'm like, "Okay, well, what's my time spent?" He goes, two weeks." I actually had it ready in a week. So. So there you go. Well, it's going to take me all of next year, anyhow. Right. To get it together for convict. Uh, you know, because I've got it all written, but I have to get in there and dust it all off and organize it and, you know, right. tear it apart and put it back together again. Uh, it needs major surgery. <laughs> okay. So, um, and with or without, like we decided last time, uh, if I if I can get by with just saying uh, descriptively about my Characters. characters in the book that they're you know they're this or they're that and not have to get into a whole lot of detail because that was really bogging me down uh, if I can if I can do that then I can pick up and move on and uh, and and then get get it get the story going going yeah yeah so uh, my plan is now uh, because I like I said I have like what 14 pounds of prologue my, my plan is now is to finish off the character descriptions and then I'm going to go in and just start with chapter 1 and work it and chapter 2 and work it and 3 and like that and it'll it'll I'll feel a lot better about doing it though it'll be a lot cleaner I agree in my thinking anyhow in it'll my be more head. organized too I think yeah because it, it's um it, I, I know you've had the same experience. You get to sit down and start writing, and you know, forty-five pages later, later you go, Jesus, where, you know, where did I go? I, it's kind of like our conversations sometimes. Yes. You know, you just ramble on, and I, oh, this is good shit. You know, I've written all this stuff. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, but it has absolutely no, nothing that pertains to the story at hand, but it's really good writing. You know, no, so. I think that'll that'll be the best way for me to go about it. So I'm I'm looking forward to to do because I I really want to do convict. I I I think it has merit. I, you know. I I've been there since day one. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I've it's such a if Stephen King and this is just my opinion if Steve, Stephen King. And, ah, uh, what's the other guy's name? I just had a brain fart. Coots. Dean Coots, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, if some inappropriate way they, they had a child. <laughs> and this child had the ability of both writers to produce a story in comic book form. It would be the convict volumes. Oh, that's, that's heady praise. Heady praise. I'm not sure it deserves it, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, because you have that dark twist of Stephen King, you know, mm. in the story, but you have that bizarre, you know, element to it, and that's very Dean Koontz. Yeah, I like. I I really love Koontz, especially loves to to hang you up at, at the end of every chapter and just leave you dangling, and then wander off somewhere else altogether, and you're like, but but but. <laughs> there i want to finish this part first and then you read on anyhow you know and then you get all hung up on that one and then he goes and he drops you there and goes off somewhere and i love that uh 
and and I like to do it. It's fun to do. It's like kind of fucking with your readers, but it's fun to do. Uh, you know, and the the trick, as you know, is to knit it all back together. Right. And and that's where that's what I was sort of meaning when I was saying, you know, you you type off a bunch of stuff and it looks so good, and you go, oh, but wait a minute. Wasn't I supposed to be going over here and over there and you know, so but yeah, I uh, I do love to write that way. I like to I like to I like to make people feel uh, excited and thrilled at what they're reading if I can. Reading the script, you know, uh, actually at this point I should say reading the different versions of the script. Um, it it pulls you in like a movie. That's the way I, I foresee it. It's like oh, you're cool. watching a movie cool. and you're really into it. To kind of give the listeners a basis of the Convict volumes, it's a sci-fi horror. There's monsters, aliens. Um, weird people. Well, weird people. <laughs> There's actually one scene so far, this far in the in the entire series that I've read. There's one scene where this guy is putting a, a body into a uh, an ice box, and Sadie goes into detail talking about the snap, crackle, and pop of the bones as they're breaking this body down and stuffing them in the, into the Cause, ice box because he's big and he doesn't fit. <laughs> And, and I know that's morbid, but that's actually my favorite part of the whole story thus far. <laughs> it was fun to write, too. because Well, and it was just, you know, from a basic, realistic point of view, that was, you know, I, I could just... That's the funny thing about writing, for me. Uh, when, I, when I write something like that, I'm there um, in, a, in a safe kind of way. I'm not there scared. I'm there... Um, Hearing it, feeling it, and seeing it, and, and and then when I write, I'm sort of writing what I heard and felt and saw, if that makes sense. Oh, completely. That's just the way I am. Is and it's fun. It's fun. It's great fun. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's a blast. It really is. Because and the and the creepier I can make it, sometimes the the creepier I do make it. You know, it's like you have free license to be creepy you know which i like and i've been asked this many times over and i don't know if you've been asked this you know what is it like to be a writer and i've explained it you know i'm one of the lucky ones that i can watch a movie in my head Mm -hmm. and make it go any direction Mm -hmm. i want to yeah that's what a writer is to me yeah it is and it's it's weird too because and ernie's starting to pick up on it too we'll be watching a movie and we'll sit there, and before it happens, we'll say the dialogue. Oh, really? And and it, and he'll and I'll go. Can I write them? Or because you know, then they'll say it. You know, right, right. I'll go. Can I write them? Or can I write them? You know, because you you do get sort of a feel for um, what you think an author is going to have his people say. Um, if you watch, you watch. Just pick any movie. Just pick a movie, and and listen to the the talk between you know two three people and and just imagine that you're the one that's writing down what they're gonna you can do it you'll sit there and you'll go okay the next thing he's gonna say is so and and damned if it isn't you know it's just it's weird um and we almost he does it too ernie does it too we just almost 
never miss a mark. We almost never get it wrong. It's I don't know why. It's I think just kind and that's of fun. also why I don't watch much uh like Who Done It or Suspense Thriller. Yeah, yeah. Is because I'll figure the fucking thing out beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like fifteen minutes yeah. into it, and it's like, yeah. oh, the daughter did it. Yeah. Well, very free, very. I was gonna say very seldom and frequently came out uh, Freudian slip. Very seldom it will happen that I didn't see it coming. Okay, Sixth Sense, nobody saw it coming. Right. Okay, I admit that. Uh, and 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 even if I was gonna, I would. I. How can I put this? I wouldn't want to with that. Sometimes I don't want to know. I want to just let the movie do whatever it's going to do. I want to let the the director and the 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 author and all those people, the actors and everything. I want to let them do their thing. Right. And and see where it takes me. But if it's so blatantly obvious that I'm sitting there going, "Oh crap, I already know what's going to happen." Then I'm like you. I don't necessarily want to watch it. On the other hand, I might want to watch it just for the fun of watching the, the actors do their thing. You know, right. if they're good, I like to watch them. You know, which is why we watch movies over and over again. You know, I watch uh, an inordinate amount of television, and it's almost all movies, and 95% of it is old movies. Like as old as I am, movies. Okay, and and the reason that I I like to watch them is because I I like to uh, I like to watch the people make that all happen. Performance. Yeah, the actors, the director, the musicians, if they were good, you know, all of the people that put everything into that experience because for me movies are very experiential is that a word okay it is now yeah um but i that's why i watch a movie is is to go there i want to take take me there okay if you're good you can take me there even though i know where we're going i know what's going to happen when we get there all of that it's okay take me there anyway i want to go there you know, and so it doesn't it doesn't bother me that I know that I can figure out. But if some if 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 a movie is purported to be, you know, oh you're never gonna figure this one out, you know, then that's a challenge right, right. away. You know. <laughs> really? Oh, okay, let's just see how damn good you are. Am I not gonna figure this out or not? And there like I said, there have been a few that I Totally didn't see it coming. Speaking of Sixth Sense, and I'm going to jump off and then we'll jump right back in. Yeah. Um, M. Night Shyamalan is the one who wrote yeah, Sixth yeah. Sense. They are actually talking to him as a possible forerunner to do the Star Wars trilogies. Oh, yeah? And I mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I'm not sure, on another uh, you know show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll do the same thing for the listeners here. I'm going to save everybody 27 bucks because that's 9 bucks a movie, three movies, $27. Mm-hmm. Okay. If M. Night Shyamalan becomes the writer-director of Star Wars, this is what's going to happen. Luke and Leia are going to run across the galaxy, <laughs> right? <laughs> then they're going to have a big battle. And then at the end, everybody lives happily ever after. But the catch is, then Darth Vader realizes he's dead the whole time. <laughs> That's his. 
that's his uh, modus operandi, isn't yes. it? <laughs> his MO. So, so there you go. I just saved you There you go. Bucks. Now you don't have to go and see it. Uh, M. Knight might not like you saying that. Might not appreciate that. Maybe he'll surprise you and do something different. Um, no, or maybe not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> The last movie that I, I watched, if his, I, I didn't even watch The Last Airbender. Um, oh, just because don't, don't it, say Airbender. Oof. No? Didn't like it. I'm sorry. Neither did Ernie. Yeah, that was In fact, one. we didn't, we, well, you know, but I don't, uh, how much of his real story was in that movie? You don't know. Right. You know, may, to give him all the benefit of the doubt that he may or may not deserve. Um, you know, and I know that when you sit down and you write something, what you see on the screen a year and a half or two years later is totally different. is yeah. going to be different. Um, which is kind of a shame. However, uh, that being said, it didn't have for me. It didn't, and for Ernie, it did not have any kind of a story that I was interested in. It didn't have characters I cared about. Um, and we frankly didn't watch the whole thing. And I, I think Ernie's comment was, God, I'm glad I didn't pay money to see that. <laughs> so there you go. For whatever that's worth. And to all of you who love the Airbender, I'm sorry. It sucked. It did. I'm well, sorry. to me it did. Yeah. Other people may have liked it. That's fine. Everybody, you know, that's what makes the world go round. If there weren't people out there who liked things I hated, then we'd all be in trouble. You know. Yeah, more power to you if you liked it. Good. Okay. I Spinning back around to yeah. old movies. Um, would you say that storytelling, the acting, the cinematography of movies back in say like Casablanca Gone with the Wind it's it's a total different type of movie as of today because today mm -hmm. there's so many different elements and subplots and this and that and special effects and mm -hmm. 3D you know it, it, it kind of takes away from the acting and the storytelling like, that's just my opinion I agree I agree uh, in fact we just watched oh boy I'm really going to get in trouble here um, we just watched um, MIB3. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. I fell asleep. Now, I grant you, I'd had a long neck, uh, I forget what the heck. Was kind Grandma of... Sadie hitting the bottle again? Grandma Sadie was drinking the juice. <laughs> had a long neck, uh, I think it was about 4.5%. Um, I can't remember what brand it was, but it doesn't matter. I ate dinner with it, too, but, you know, Grandma's an easy drunk, okay? So, um, there was that. You know, plus, there is the fact that, given the opportunity and comfortable with my banky wrapped up around me and a nice and warm cozy on the couch, I'm out of there in a heartbeat. I can fall asleep at a drop of a hat, because I, I never sleep well, anyhow. So, all that aside, I just fell asleep in the movie, so did Ernie. Um... Anyhow, so then he said, well, do you want to have it go? He, we rented Netflix, right? Uh-huh. And he said, do you want to send it back or do you want to watch it again? I said, nah, send it back. And, and the reason was this, and I'm a big MIB fan. I love Tommy Lee. I love Will. I am their biggest supporter right. in anything they've ever done. But 
I, I think that the powers that be may have relied a little too heavily on the 3D thing and kind of didn't really let the story be the main attraction. Plus, I really didn't like the makeup job they did on Tommy Lee. Really, they just did It sucked. I mean, Tommy's a handsome man, I think. I really do. He's a very handsome man. I'm not the only one. My good friend, Teresa, uh-huh. she's hot for Tommy. <laughs> Sorry, Teresa, but you won't be listening to this anyhow, so it doesn't matter. Your sister might, though. Anyhow, um, they all know that about Teresa. She just, she's always been hot for Tommy. She thinks he's cool. And I do too. I think he has, um, what, what if sometimes is referred to as rugged good looks. You know, they used to say that when a guy wasn't really handsome, but attractive. Uh, but I just think he's nice to look at. I enjoy looking at his face. I didn't enjoy what they did to him in this movie. They made him look almost like a plastic, uh, face mask. So too of much himself, makeup. yeah. Well, I think they were they were going for a look f- with him, and I even said to Ernie, I said, "God, Tommy looks shitty in this movie," and he said, "Oh, it's the way they've made him up. It's you know, because I've seen him in other stuff since then, and he looks great, you know." So I didn't appreciate that, and it, it actually to the point where it made it difficult to watch. I, I really didn't enjoy watching it because of that. Um, so there you go. Like I said, I watch a movie to take a trip. Right. Okay. Um, I just couldn't get on the wagon with this one. I just couldn't. So that's okay. Again, everybody to his own. You to know. each their own. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. And I've said this before. I don't know if I actually ever said it on air, but to me, it doesn't matter if you have a gazillion dollar budget and you, you spend half of that on special effects and half of that on high named actors. If your story sucks... It's going to suck no matter what. The whole movie's going to yeah, suck. Yeah, it is. Back to your question, uh, or your statement of older movies and their techniques of production being better than today, not necessarily. Um, uh, there are a lot of movies out today. For example, we watched um, Lawless last night also. Lawless is cool. Lawless is uh, Shia LaBeouf. I think I say that correctly. Um, and a couple other people that we hadn't heard of. Uh, one guy, I think his name's Tom Hardy. Um, and a couple of other people. And I apologize to those actors that I, A, don't remember their names, and B, don't remember them to start with. I remember them vividly in this portrayal, though. Uh, and it's about, um, it's actually based on a true story about a family of uh, uh, white lightning. Oh, I've seen trailers producers. for that. Yeah. Yes. It's excellent. It is gripping. It takes you there, it keeps you there. You don't want to leave there when you're done. Um, you care about the characters, you care about what they're doing. Now, is that Shia LaBeouf or is that. Toby Maguire. No, no, no. It's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Positively. Okay. Positively. Um, and he's really good in it. He's really, really good in this. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor, and he's very good in it. And the guy who plays Forrest, his brother, and I believe his name is Tom Hardy, 
um, was excellent. And, and these guys, um, just to give you a little bit, I don't want to give any of it away, but these guys are um, a family, they're brothers, who make White Lightning. This takes place in the 20s, okay, early 20s, during the Prohibition era. Um, and they make White Lightning, and that's how they make their money, okay? These 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 boys, these men, are very tough men. And this movie does not shy away from showing their brutality in when they had to be brutal. They were not brutal men, but they had the capability of defending themselves brutally and uh, protecting their loved ones brutally. And when I say brutally, these guys, these guys had punches that, I mean, one, one good hard punch in this, in this guy's gullet, and he was, that was it, huh? just about, you know. Yeah, yeah, he had some brass knuckles there, but um, the, the sound effects were magnificent. Um, the, the makeup was good. The, the costumes were great. The photography was stunning. The locale where they filmed it, and I don't know where that was, but it had to be somewhere back east where there's tons of trees and beautiful, you know, and there was kudzu. You know what kudzu is? Yes. Okay, kudzu was everywhere, you know, so it's somewhere back east. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. And, and one of the things really funny, they drove up, this kid started up his car and drove away. And I told Ernie, I said, you know, there's nothing in the world sounds like a Model T, but a Model T. I had a boyfriend once that had a Model T and it's, it has an iconic engine sound. If you've ever heard a Model T Ford, you never forget that sound. Really? Yeah, it is distinctive to say it's distinctive it doesn't even give it credit it is iconic it is um you just you have to listen to some one sometime check it out yeah it it's it's i can almost i can almost smell the the grease when i hear that sound it's it's very really yeah yeah anyhow they did a terrific job with this movie and i really really loved it and i was tired when i watched it too but i it held my interest. I didn't fall asleep in that movie. So, and those were basically the same weekend. So that gives you kind of an idea of, and 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 this was in color. Lawless was in color, right? Where a lot of the older movies are black and white. Black and white. It could have. It could have done probably just as well in black and white. Although the blood wouldn't have been quite as gory. <laughs> there was a lot of blood. Um. The black, black and white is uh, sometimes the only way a movie should be filmed, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and, of course, some of the older ones definitely fall into that category. Uh, not just because that's how they were done, but because if you were to... Well, okay, what's-his-face found out by colorizing uh, Turner, wasn't it? Yeah, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. He got, got a hold of an electronic pen. Somebody should have broken his arm. <laughs> uh, because it does, it just, you know, it's, it's like when, at, like what we say in the hospital, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. Uh, it was kind of like that for me with him colorizing things. Like there is an, actually, there is a colorized version 
of the 19, I think it's 30-something version of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Maybe it's 1940. I don't know. Anyhow, there's. it was originally in black and white. My copy at home is in black and white. But on television, they were running a colorized version of the same movie. It should never... It doesn't, it doesn't work. should never have done it. Never, never, never. Uh, just like they didn't need to remake it either, in my opinion. I think it's been remade at least once or twice since the original. You know? Yeah, I think they remade and, it again in the 90s. Uh, well, they did it with a couple, they did it a couple of times. Anyhow... Um, it's like it's like it, they had it right the first time. There wasn't any need to fix it. Right. It wasn't broke. It'll never be broke. It's it's again. Um, it's a wonderful life since we're in the uh, time frame, so to speak, of the holidays. That's another one. It was black and white. Never ever should be done any other way. In my opinion, they did it perfectly. The way they did it. It doesn't need to be redone. It doesn't need to be fixed up, colorized, or anything else. It's I, fine like it is. I have a, a... I'm biased when it comes to black and white TV. You know, and I'll give you a little bit of my past. You know, as a little boy. Uh, growing up, I had this 9-inch TV. Mm-hmm. It was turned out. It wasn't even remote control. <laughs> you know, it was black and white, turned out, rabbit ear TV. Mm-hmm. From a little boy all the way up to, I I think we got rid of it. Finally, the, the tube finally went out like early 2000. Mm-hmm. So I had it for damn near 30 years. Mm-hmm. We'll just go with that. Um, and I remember because I lived with my grandmother, you know her her shows were on. Yeah. So that's what she or she stories. <laughs> yes, yes. And she would watch them on her color TV. But for mm-hmm. me to watch my cartoons and my shows. I had to watch it on a little nine-inch black and white TV. Right. Now, I did not. Well, I mean, when I went to my mom's house on the weekends, I, I you know I got to see color TV. But Monday through Friday for eleven years, you watched black. I and watched white. black and white, yeah. and I don't know if it did something to my brain because <laughs> I can enjoy a black and white movie just as well as I can enjoy, you know, something in color. Mm-hmm. I mean, now yeah. with high definition, yeah. that's that's a little bit different because I I'm a, I love high definition. It's oh, I do too. I don't get me wrong. And there are plenty of current uh, movies that are uh, thrilling because they are high def, full color, great sound you know we got a bose system at home so right. you know i mean my couch rocks when when i crank that puppy up okay uh you know for example um what's a finding nemo can you imagine that in black and white no no um wally and i i pick on animated the pixar because, because they're so bright they're so colorful and they're and, and appropriately so uh, but movies uh, w- with real people in them too, like Lawless, was great in color. Um, my Fair Lady is spectacular in color, in my opinion. Again, because of the costumes in this case, uh, because this the set decoration is is also 
very nice as far as that goes. But, I mean, it's not necessarily great uh, outdoor photography or anything like that. Right. But because of her costumes and the costumes of the other people in the movie, uh, a lot would be lost uh, to the black and white uh, genre. Which, interestingly, um, if you notice that the costumes of a lot of the people in the the uh, especially the film noir uh, genre they're they're very what's the word not they're not elaborate they're not um, extravagant real fussy and everything they they're, they're uh, and, and they lend themselves well to the interpretation of black and white photography in my opinion again right. um, and that's not to say that they didn't have dressier Costumes for certain events, they did, but somehow um, they they showed well in in black and white. Uh, the courage these days to try to make a contemporary movie in black and white and pull it off. I'm I'm. Uh, I actually I'm, have an answer for you. I'm thinking of that one. What was that one? What was it last year? Uh. What was that movie that was silent? That was Best Picture or something like that, too. Was it like the actors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they had some black and white, and they had this and that. And that. But to me, that was sort of a... Artsy hmm. film? It, no, it was, a, it was a, a film buffet sort of thing. Mm. It was a little of this, it was a little of that. It, 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 for me, it didn't hold me. I, I was really kind of disappointed in it. But that's okay. Uh, if, if someone today were to try to make a movie like, let's say, The Maltese Falcon, as an example... Or you mentioned Casablanca, or um, I don't know any one of a hundred, uh, any any Bogart movie, any uh, uh, any of the 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 type that was so popular in the 30s and 40s and early 50s, very early 50s. If anybody was to try to do that today with today's actors. Uh, and the stories available today, and the scenery, the um, what do I want to say, the locale, right. the towns that exist today. I'm I don't know if that could get pulled off because our towns are different now too. Our cars are different. Our streets are different. Our buildings are different. Everything lends itself these days to uh, elaborate. And and bright color, and I'm I don't know whether I'm not I don't know if you could make a movie today with what we have to work with today, right? In black and white, and have it be really really great, like so many of them were when they did make them. Um. Are you familiar with Kevin Smith? Do you know who he is? Clerks? The guy who wrote Clerks? I'm familiar with Clerks. I'm not familiar necessarily. Well, Kevin Smith, he, back in the late, mid-late 90s, he came out with Clerks. Mm -hmm. And he paid for it all himself. He mm -hmm. put it on credit card. Mm -hmm. And all he could afford was black and white film. Mm -hmm. So Clerks is in black and mm -hmm. white. Uh, 
some years back, like four or five years, I think now, um, no. he came out with Clerks 2, which was in full color. Mm -hmm. Well, he's decided that he's going to retire, and he's going to make one more Clerks. Mm -hmm. But being true to to his original vision, because he said that he would never put Clerks in color, mm. because it just wouldn't work in color. Mm. He's decided that he's going to make part three completely black and white. Mm. And I'm looking forward to that. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, and I'd be willing to give it a, the benefit of, of every doubt to see that he can that he could pull. And if anybody can pull it off, he probably can. Uh, I... Um, <laughs> I guess it's it's because these are, you know, you're talking about you grew up with a nine-inch black and white. I grew up with, well, first of all, as a young preteen, there was no television. Right. Okay. Just, just to emphasize how really old I am. <clears throat> and then when it did come out, we had the little funny screens and the black and white and the, you know, hand dial and the whole nine yards. And then they came out with this thing that I wish I could remember what it was called, but I can't. But it was a plastic film that you stuck up on your television screen, and it had layers of color on the film, sort of like a rainbow, uh -huh. and the bottom layers were the, the earth tones, and then the middle layers were the brighter pinks and oranges and like that, and then the top layers were blues and things like that. So, so they figured that you know, at least part of the time, you'd be looking at a picture that had brown dirt and orange people and blue sky, you know. And so, you know, it would almost like be like color. Because that somewhere along the line, they had gotten the idea that with television, anyhow, black and white was just the beginning. Right. You know, and in the beginning of television, everything was just the beginning. I mean, stories and actors and plots and activities and, uh, I mean, when, when we first had television, we didn't have commercials. We, uh, and we didn't have, uh, round the clock television. You turned on the television, you got a, a test pattern. If you've ever seen one of oh, those yeah. test patterns, you know, with the Indian, the Indian in the Indian middle in the and the <laughs> funny little lines and numbers and whatnot and, and, uh, uh, some and the, and it didn't even have a musical accompaniment. It was just there, you know. Uh, and it used to come on real funny. It would start in the middle and then go drink out onto the screen in sort of an expansive. Uh, uh, it's when the tubes that they had in the television sets were warming up, you uh -huh. know. And it, it's, um, and then they they uh, comedies were big. Uh, you know, the Texaco hour was a big thing, and and uh, they used to have comedians be on television and things like that. And those kinds of uh, shows lent themselves, as they do today, better to color than to black and white. So for a long, long time, they were thinking color would be cool, but they didn't know how to do it. Right. So they came out with these things, you know, and you bought them, and they were not cheap either. They And they were some kind of plastic <laughs> film, and you peeled it off the paper it came on, and you slapped it up on your screen, and then you pretended you had color television you know? <laughs> and it, they really sucked i mean they they were they were not effective at all in a good way um 
But that's, you know, what we did for a while. Uh, and that was, I say we, we didn't have a television set. When, I, when television first came out. Oh, you want to hear something really eerie? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Talk about digress. <clears throat> I was talking to my mom one day when I was a kid. And I said something about my aunt's television set. And she said, what? And I said, you know, in, in Annie Ree's house, uh, and you go in the front door and on the left hand side, there's this wall and, and then you go into the living room from there. And I said, the TV sits right there. And she said, your aunt Laurie does not have a television set. And I go, yeah, she, you know, I told her where it was and everything. Well, at the time, television had been invented, but in-home televisions were very rare and usually only owned by the very well-to-do. Right. And if there was anything my aunt wasn't, it was well-to-do. It was probably eight or nine years later that my aunt got a television. And she put it on that wall. Really? Yeah. She never had a television there. Never. Until she, you know, several years later. That is eerie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you want to hear something else weird? Yeah. Weird? That's eerie like that? When I was married to my first husband, we were trying to figure out what to get to his dad for Christmas one year. Uh-huh. And I said, I had the perfect present for him. I said, let's get him one of those cans of shaving cream that heats up the shaving cream. Because he liked his, you know, razor. Right. He didn't like electric razors. He liked the old fashioned, you know, really gotta wash my beard, you know, crap. Um, and I said, let's get him one of those. And we looked all over in the stores and we couldn't find it anywhere. Nobody knew what we were talking about. Because they hadn't been invented. Really? Yeah. They came out with them like three or four years after that. <laughs> oh, wow. True story. True story. I have no idea how or why, but I, I, I mean, it, it was so real to me that we went looking for it in the stores, you know, and people go, no, I haven't heard of that. And I go, yeah, yeah, you shake the can, and the shaking, the shaking makes the cream hot, and when it comes out, it's hot. You know, and the guy just looked at me like I just got off of a spaceship from Mars, you know, and he goes, no, I haven't heard of that. And we went other store. We went all over town looking for these things. Nobody had them for about three or four years. Then they had them. Should have patented it. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Anyhow, back to back to where we were before we got off on on weird stories. So television, color television was oh, that was not common in the house until I was. 24, 25 years old. Oh, okay. That I recall. Most most of us had black and whites. A lot of people had televisions by then, but not so many had color. colors. Now, I could be, maybe just nobody I knew had color, okay? But um, they weren't that, that common, you know. So, to me today, when I look at television... And I look at a black and white movie on television or a black and white show on television. Yeah, there's a few. Like, there's some of those old Pete Smith specials that they run on Turner uh, Classic 
uh, station every now and then, and I wish some of those were in color because a lot of them are travelogue type things, right. and they'd be entertaining more so in color. Um, a couple of the old old musicals would have been better in color. Musicals, tend, I think, tend to lend themselves better to color than uh, other genres. But uh, for the most part, when I see a black and white, I, I'm not put off by that at all. I'm, I'm totally, like you, totally into it um, for, for what it has to offer. Modern black and white, not so much. Haven't seen many of them. Don't think. No. I don't think. I don't know whether. And, and, and they're going the other way anyhow. Nobody wants to revert. You know, everybody wants to go to the next thing. Right. You know, let's do 3D. Let's do, you know, I don't know what else is coming in in the field of movies. You know, Cody, be a good boy and sit down. Cody, David's dog is, is trying to insinuate himself onto our <laughs> podcast here. So I don't know whether whether they could pull that off or not. You know, to be honest, and I'm not sure they need to. They, you know, there's uh, doesn't make it doesn't make a movie better um, in terms of the story or anything. Well, that's not true. It does, but not today's movies and today's stories right. aren't necessarily going to be made better by using the black and black white, white film technique. Plus, how many photographers, cinematographers are really qualified I was going to say to, to do even that. know how to film yeah, correctly. Yeah, because I mean I'm sure they've studied the the craft uh but do they have the equipment and the you know everything there's it's more than just not having color film. Right. To to filming a black and white movie. There's so much more to it than that. So I'm not sure that they have what it would take to be able to pull that off, aside from the skill. Well, I know this because of body bag, and I know we got to wrap this up here in a minute. Yeah. Um, when I was looking into doing body bag a few years ago, I the original concept was to do it in black and white. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact they no longer make black and white films. Oh well, see there you go. So it, it would have to be digitized. It would. Yeah, they'd have to yeah. undo the color. Ooh, right. That probably come out really bad too looking i mean you know because the look for anybody that that knows and loves black and white old black and white movies you know the look you know the feel that you get from it and i'll put it to you can you imagine uh them doing a a film in color and then un basically uncolorizing it uh, to black and white and and producing anything desirable. I can't. I, no, I, 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 don't, I really don't. I don't. I don't see how that could. You know, they could start making black and white film again. But again, to what end? You know, let's face it. The the population in the movie theater. Ninety nine percent under the age of twenty. Oh yes. Okay. Kids are there. The kids have got the money. The kids have got the interest. If they're going to go to a movie. Okay, a lot of them don't even bother anymore because they've got their uh, other electronic devices. Screaming. They don't mind yeah. waiting, you know. Plus, they can go to concerts and whatnot. That, you know, movies uh, sadly may not work for for a lot of kids these days. But they're the ones that have got the money and they're out spending it. So that's the the demographic that a lot of uh, movie Filmmakers. makers are are aiming 
towards. And if you doubt me, just take a look at some of the movies that are out there that are popular. You know, everything from the, uh, what's that vampire, new vampire series called? Uh, Green Twilight? Yeah, yeah. And I really want to get all those together and watch them one after the other from beginning to end because I haven't seen them in, at all. And I um, imagine they might be fairly good. But um, I don't want to just see like three or four. I want to see one and then two and then right. three, you know, so I know we, who's who and what's going on. Lacey actually, well, no, she doesn't have one. Um, we haven't got the, the last one that just came out, mm. you know, because it just came out yeah. last month. So. Uh, no, it came out a month prior to that. It came out in November. So it's been two months yeah. uh, since it came out. So it'll yeah. be out probably here soon. But there, there's, there are uh, most of the movies that are out today, I'd say a good, at least 50% of them, are geared to the under 20 market. I would agree with that. And um, they're not going to want black and white. They're not going to want silent. They're not. They gonna, wouldn't they don't want. The they concept. don't want any experience or experimental. Uh, Artsy fartsy type. Yeah, movie. yeah. They just want you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, speedy cars, lots of blood, a little sex here, a little sex there, and a little more sex there. Lots of lights. Lots of lights. A lot of hoopla, and. Uh, and this is not to sell kids short, okay? Yes, there are a lot of young people who have more interest than that, I admit. Uh, but but as a whole, as a demographic, that's kind of what attracts them. The louder, the better. Right. And if they can get in there and sing along with it, the even better. I We stopped going to concerts. The last concert we actually went to was um, Lionel Richie. Long time ago, I admit that, it was in the 89 or 88, 89, 90, around in there, we went to a Lionel Richie concert down the hill, and that was the last concert we went to because I paid what was considered good money for a seat to listen to him sing. Not everybody else. Not everybody else in the goddamn house. And that really, I understand the motivation, I get it. But I don't want to be. I I don't want to hear Joe Blow sing. I want to hear the the guy who's good at it sing. If right. I want to hear Joe the Blow sing, I could stay home and listen to my husband sing. Okay. Uh. So it's like when we went to uh, Vegas the last time. I told you we went and saw Rita Rudner. Uh huh. And the guy behind us, we were sitting front row, almost center. The guy behind us. Sang and hummed through the whole thing. I mean, and and that, well, not through the whole thing, through the while we were waiting for her to come out. He's sitting there humming because there was music going on in the in the theater, right? And he's humming along to the music and singing along like I want to hear him. I don't fucking want to hear you sing, dude. You can't, okay? And then through the whole thing, she was very funny, but through the whole thing, he had to laugh first and loudest. Mm. You know, I don't like that kind of personality in the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, with kids, it's, they all want to sing the song. They all imagine themselves on the stage with, with Justin or whomever, uh, doing the song with them. And, you know, it's, it's, that's okay. That's fine for them. Like I said, not for me. I want to, I want to go hear Justin. I don't want to hear, Susie and 
Muffy and <laughs> Billy and Billy Joe. and everybody else doing the same thing, and you can't escape it. Anywhere in the in the in the, um, what do they call it? They don't call them arenas and stuff. Auditorium. No, they call them venue. Anywhere venue. in the venue, you can't escape it. Everybody there came to sing along with Mitch. You remember sing along with Mitch? No, you're too no, young for that one. I was going to say no, not that one. Okay, Mitch Miller had, uh, this is back in the hoop dandy days, okay, had a, a, a television show, he had an orchestra, he had a choir, he had singers, and they and bouncing ball, the bouncing ball, you know, and the, the lyrics would come across the oh, bottom of the thing, and, and he, there was a bouncing ball, well, it didn't start with him, but he perpetuated it, and, the, and, and you could sing along with Mitch, that was the name of the show, and he, he would play popular songs of the day, uh-huh. And everybody there on the show would sing, and then you could sing at home with him. And if you didn't know the words, they were there on the screen for you to sing along with them. And the ball bounced, so you knew where to emphasize and all that crap. That was fine for what it was. But anymore, when you go to any kind of a concert, you're singing along with whomever it is. And it's not my cup of tea. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I don't blame you at all. All right, folks. Well, again, happy 2013. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S.A. Burbank. And remember, what happens in Burbank ends up on a podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. So um, have you ever had a resolution on New Year's that you actually kept? No. (laughs) Nope, I'm not even going to pretend I did. Nah, me neither. I think one of one of the best New Year's days I ever had is uh, so my mom and dad called us up New Year's Day and said, "Come on, we're going out to the golf course." They they're having they were buying brunch for everybody, and it was one of those weird warm winters that we had, mm-hmm. and we actually went out and played three holes of golf on, oh, nice. New, on New Year's Day. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, so there was a bunch of us. They said it was chilly, but it was. Not bad. It was nice and sunny out, so there we were hacking around the golf the golf course. You realize Dave's listening to this going, what, we play golf every New Year's. I know, but it's in Canada. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. No. Well. It's hard to play snow golf. Not, well. The white ball, dude. No, no, you change the color of the ball. Oh, I almost bought some SpongeBob golf, or golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Almost. Then I go with my SpongeBob golf clubs. <laughs> All right, this is not the golf channel. Nope. Number two for today is actually Saturday segments number two. Oh, well played. The $4 billion idea. I hope the idea is giving me $4 billion. No, this is about the $4 billion given to Lucas. This week, Larry gives us a short insight with the Disney buyout of Lucasfilms, as well as new movies to be released in the coming of, uh, sorry, in the coming of the future from Ghostbusters 3 to Star Wars Episode 7. Ah, mm-hmm. well, we know about what's going on with Ghostbusters now mm-hmm. and the lack thereof. Yep. Um, we know what's going on with Episode 7. Yes, we do. So we're kind of getting the projection, and now we have a good look at See how good Nostradamus reality. here is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
let's let's uh, let's let's give it a good honest listen. Drop the needle there, DJ Robbie Rob. Drop the needle. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to another segment of Saturday segments. I'm Larry Walton. I'd like to welcome all of you who are listening right now to my podcast. Today I am going to talk about a few things, particularly the recent acquisition of Lucasfilm uh, to Disney and talk about a little bit more of that and what what is involved and uh, how much it was and what George Lucas will be doing with the money he got from Disney. Okay, let's get started. First of all, I hope you all had a happy Halloween, uh, had a safe Halloween and did a lot of trick-or-treating with your kids. I took my daughter, my youngest daughter, and my two grandchildren out um, to a place called Spring Valley Lake. It's over uh, not too far from my house. Most of, you, most of you who live up here in the desert might know where that is. It was fun. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. It was crowded, though. Spring Valley Lake every year draws a lot of people, and they hand out uh, a lot of candy. So they had fun. And then we stopped at this one house that my daughter knew a girl she went to in school. So we stopped by there for a few minutes. Then we came home and uh, I watched some classic horror movies. I watched The Son of Frankenstein. I watched The Wolfman. And... I was going to watch a couple other movies, but I got uh, distracted doing something else. Probably handing out all the candy. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have very many kids. We only had seven kids total. Uh, there were other activities going on. Uh, other things uh, that kids were doing. So Halloween doesn't seem as popular as it used to be. Plus, I believe it was on. It was during the school night, so a lot of kids didn't either go out or they went to their local neighborhood um, and did their trick or treating there. So anyway, um, Thanksgiving is coming up this month, and then Christmas is next month, and we just uh, hope everybody remembers to turn their clocks back an hour. So we uh, gained an hour last night, so it will be darker soon uh, tonight. So I hope you all remember to do that. Okay, um, I'm going to read off some top shows. Um, This is a list that I wrote. Um, This might be a little bit older now, but... At the time, these were the popular shows on TV. The top shows. Um, first one was So You Think So You Think You Can Dance. The next one is The Bachelorette. Master Chef was the next one. Family Guy. Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. The Today Show, Desperate Housewives, The View, The Simpsons was next, Days of Our Lives, Friday Night Smackdown, 
The Tonight Show, Bones, and then House, and then next was Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, then Lee, Stargate, The Office, Modern Family, The Real Housewives of the O.C., I believe that's it. Oh, uh, a new show, if you haven't caught it yet, it's called The Arrow on the CW. I've seen it a few times. It, it looks pretty good. Um, what I've seen of it, um, I really like it. It's on every, I believe it's on Tuesday night or Wednesday night on the CW. Okay, um... Some new DVDs. So I'll be talking about new DVDs that are out now and will be coming out uh, shortly. Um, let's see, A Cat in Paris. That's an animated. That's an animated movie. The Cottage. The Courier. The Raven. That's a newer one, I believe. It's uh, just recently came out not too long ago. Rock of Ages, and then um, I have some top box office movies. I believe I mentioned some of these my last my last podcast. Coming out movies uh, in the movie theaters. Skyfall, uh, the new 007 movie. Now I heard that it's already made over $100 million as it was released in other countries. And from what I've heard, it's supposed to be really, really good. So it comes out, I believe, on November 9th in theaters. It is supposed to be... um, better than some of the 007 movies that have come out in the past, so you might want to check that out. Another one is Cloud Atlas. That stars um, Halle Berry and Tom Hanks. The Man with the Iron Fist is out. A new one out is called Flight. Flight with Denzel Washington. I heard that was pretty good, too. I'm going to try to catch some of these movies if I can and I might I would really like to see the new 007 movie so if I do if I am able to see that movie um, not when it opens but maybe like a few days after uh, one of my podcasts I will give a uh, a review of that new movie Skyfall. Okay, um, as many of you know, let me talk about this right now. Disney Studios has acquired Lucasfilm from George Lucas for $4.05 billion. Not million but billion dollars and this took place a few days ago so now Disney 
owns, uh, or I should say, now has uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, Lucasfilm now, Lucasfilms. So what happens that, in conjunction with that, they will be making more Star Wars movies. In fact, um, talk is now that they're going to work on Episode 7. And that will come out in the year, it'll come out in 2015. Uh, don't know who the actors are. Uh, what the plot is or anything like that. So this will be interesting to see uh, what Disney do what Disney does with the uh, continuation of the Star Wars movies. And plus they plan on doing other things uh, now since they acquired Lucasfilm. Uh, more movies. Uh, probably their uh, attractions at uh, the Disney theme parks will expand. Um, I know they recently remodeled the Star Tours attraction at Disneyland. Uh, I haven't been there yet and I want to go sometime. So anyway, uh, we will see what happens. Um, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm glad that they're doing something um, with acquiring Lucasfilms because I know years ago there was talk about making episodes 7, 8, and 9 but George Lucas really didn't uh, put any effort to it. So, with all that uh, coming out recently, we'll be having at least, they're talking about episodes 7, 8, and 9, but particularly uh, episode 7, which will be coming out in, uh, like I said, in 2015. Also, if you are a Star Wars collector, like I am, I've been collecting Star Wars ever since it came out in 1977. Your collectibles have gone up in price. So if you uh, have a collection like I do, um, this is good news for us, for us collectors who have Star Wars uh, collections. The uh, vehicles, figures, um, posters, pictures, anything like that, books, you know, DVDs. This will be uh, good news for all us Star Wars collectors. Okay, um... Well, now I want to talk about um, reality TV. <laughs> um, 
I know most of you out there like reality TV. I like some of it, not all of it. Um, I know my wife likes Dancing with Stars and these uh, home improvement shows. And I know some of you like uh, shows like The X Factor, The Voice, um, American Idol, The Bachelorette, you know, all of these shows. Um, some of the shows I like are uh, like Face Off on Sci-Fi Channel. I like uh, American Pickers. I also like um, Toy Collector. There's a Toy, oh, excuse me, Toy Hunter. Um, those are the ones that I prefer. I know some of you prefer others, um, but personally, that's what I like. I enjoy watching them. Um, Especially the Toy Hunter show. It's on uh, the Travel Channel. I like, uh, I can't recall his name, but he goes out every, every time and finds a new, not particularly new, but a toy you haven't seen in years. Uh, the toys he's found and bought and sold, I haven't seen in a long time. Um, so a lot of toy collectors out there, I'm including me, <laughs> and I know I have a lot of things uh, stored away, but a lot of stuff that he's found um, date back to the, as far back as the 1960s. That the toys that I remember uh, I've always wanted to have but I never did so that's one of my top favorite shows my next uh, favorite show is uh, American Pickers these two guys find everything and anything out there <laughs> it's pretty interesting what they find uh, they just show up you know, if they get a call, um, they go to a person's house and uh, go through their uh, stuff, basically, and find interesting items. Um, I think it's Mike likes uh, to find old uh, bicycles. Um, motorcycle parts, motorcycles, um, and then his buddy Fred likes, he likes um, old cars, um, toys, antique toys mostly, and they both like uh, signs, like uh, gas station signs, 
or any kind of adver advertising sign they like a lot. And that's my second favorite show. The other one I really like is Face Off. Um, it's interesting how they get the, a group of people who are, who are makeup artists or had some dealings in the makeup and, you know, doing makeup. They give them a subject and they draw they draw it out first on paper, then they go and sculpt it. And it's very interesting uh, the different themes that they have to come up with, or the different themes that uh, are chosen. And each each individual person has to come up with some something that looks like it. So I think that's an interesting show. And uh, I really like it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, 007 right now. As some of you know, uh, this year marks the 50th anniversary of 007. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a new movie coming out called Skyfall. And what I've heard, it has really good reviews. And it's, it's already have, it has already made $100 million. And that's just uh, overseas. It hasn't been here yet. And like I said earlier, it comes out um, November the 9th. Um... I've always liked James Bond. Um, I've always liked the movies. My, uh, I guess some of my favorite movies would be uh, Goldfinger, um, Thunderball. <clears throat> um, Live and Let Die. The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think some other ones. Um, The Living Daylights. And, uh, the first movie was Daniel Craig, uh, Casino Royale. Which, by the way, was back in the early 1960s. It was a spoof of 007. Um, it was a comedy. Uh, I believe David Niven played 007 in that movie. But, and I never, I, I never saw, well I saw parts of uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service with uh, George Lazenby. I've never seen the whole movie. Uh, my wife has it on DVD. In fact, I went to a Hollywood show down in Burbank, California. Uh, I think it's been like two years ago. And I found out that George Lazenby was going to be there. So my wife gave me her copy of 
on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So I took it uh, down there, and I had uh, him sign it, George Lazenby. Um, I guess I've been a 007 fan for quite a while now. Um, everybody has their favorite 007. To me, um, it'll always be Sean Connery. Of all the ones who played 007, I like Sean Connery the best. Then my next choice would be... Um, <laughs> I'm having trouble here today. Um, Roger Moore, I'm sorry. Then um, my next favorite would be Pierce Brosnan. And then my next favorite would be Timothy Dalton. And then uh, Daniel Craig. I've liked the actors who played 007. Like I said, my favorite's been Sean Connery. Um, after he left, uh, next was Roger Moore. I like Roger Moore. He made a good 007. Then after Roger Moore left was Timothy Dalton. He was a good 007. Um, it's too bad he only did two movies. Um, the Living Daylights and uh, License to Kill. And then Pierce Brosnan made a good double seven. And then, like I said, uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, so far, I've been, uh, I've liked his performance with double seven. And like I said, I want to see uh, the new movie Skyfall when it comes out. Um, new, the new um, shows that are coming, TV shows that are coming back um, on November the 8th is uh, Burn Notice. Love that show. I've been watching it for a long time. And I'm glad it's coming back um, on November the 8th. And then, um, Rizzolian Isles is coming back. And then in January, uh, Dallas comes back on TV. So I'm happy that some of my shows, that are, the shows that I like and, and, I, and uh, that I've been watching are coming back um, on within the next couple weeks. I'm not sure if I told you this, um, but on YouTube, there is a 12-part series called uh, Batgirl Spoiled. I've seen the first one, and I thought it was really, really good. I haven't seen the other ones yet, but I plan on doing that. Uh, speaking of Batman, um, the new the new uh, animated movie, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, is out now. Part one. I'm not sure when part two is going to come out, but I've seen uh, the part uh, Batman. I mean, The Dark Knight Returns. I've seen 
I've seen them at uh, the stores already, and I want to get a copy and uh, watch it myself. And there's other ones I'm going to see too. Um, I have some, I believe I have Batman Year One I want to watch sometime. Um, and then I have my other uh, movies that I bought. Uh, Batman, uh, Batman Returns. And then the movies with uh, Val Kilmer. The one with George Clooney. And the ones with Christian Bale. There is a talk about making a Justice League movie for 20, I think it's 2013 or 2014, I'm not sure. They're talking, Warner Brothers is talking about that, uh, coming out of the Justice League movie. Oh, Disney, I've seen this on the internet. Is coming out with a Wizard of Oz movie called Oz the Great and Powerful. That's supposed to be coming out, um, I believe, uh, next year. And then uh, you probably heard about different stories about Ghostbusters 3. Um, right now, it's uh, been put on hold. Um, Dan Aykroyd is trying to get. Bill Murray to be to be in it. Bill Murray says no. So we will see uh, if he will get Bill Murray uh, to be in Ghostbusters 3. Um, like I said, it's been Dan Aykroyd started writing a script and then something came up and they have to put it on hold for right now. So, hopefully, um, he will get Bill Murray to be in the movie. And I'm not sure if it's going to be a, a sequel or a prequel. So, I guess we will find out um, in the next few months um, what's going on with that. Um, I think I mentioned this last time that Warner Brothers is coming out with a 3D version of The Wizard of Oz for next year to celebrate their 90th anniversary. Oh, there's a new movie called Wreck-It Ralph. I believe it's a Disney movie. Uh, I've seen the previews of that and it looks pretty good. It's a, uh, another animated movie that's, that's coming out pretty soon. There's a lot of movies out there uh, to see, to buy, um, or rent. Um, not a lot of Hollywood gossip uh, that I know of. I guess people are talking about Britney, Britney Spears and her gaining weight. I don't know what's going on with that. And uh, she's on uh, 
at least he's on the X Factor as a judge. Um, a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of different a lot of stuff going on out there uh, as far as uh, gossip. Next time I make my uh, podcast, I'll have to look it up and do a little more research uh, <laughs> on this. Um, I don't keep up with gossip very much, um, but if it's something interesting, I will let you know about it. The main thing I wanted to talk about, like I said, I talked about earlier, was uh, Disney acquiring um, Lucasfilm. And what I've heard, uh, George Lucas is going to use that money uh, and do, uh, donate it to charity, which is a good thing. I think it's a great thing that he's going to do that. So if you're, like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, um, I know some people are happy, are not happy with it. Some people are happy with it. Like I said, personally, I'm happy with it. And that they will be continuing, continue to make the movies, um, Star Wars movies, starting with Episode 7. Like I said, I don't, I don't know who's going to be in that or what it's about. Uh, most likely it'll be a... Uh, something to do after the Empire uh, fell. After the Emperor uh, died and uh, Darth Vader died. And... Uh, the Death Star blew up the second time. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen to this uh, this next one. It'll be interesting to follow it um, as I get more information uh, about uh, Episode Seven. I will, of course, I will um, tell you about it and keep you uh, informed about it. Um, let's see. Um, that's about it. Uh, I know this is kind of a short one, but mainly I wanted just to keep you updated on what's going on out there with the latest uh, the latest movies that are coming out, uh, the new DVDs. Let me see something here. Um, oh yeah, I was going to tell you also that the movie uh, I Robot is out also. I believe that's going to be on Blu-ray that's coming out, or is it is out right now? Hmm, okay. Um, <laughs> well, uh, of course there's going to be uh, a lot of movies coming out um, for the holidays. Um, like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and... Uh, the Santa Claus movies with uh, Tim Allen. Um, um, so be looking for those. And then the Hallmark Channel is already starting their show their holiday movies. Uh, on, the, yeah. <laughs> on the Hallmark Channel um, And then commercials are starting to advertise Christmas, so it's it's coming around it's coming around the corner. Um, 
Thanksgiving is in a few weeks, like uh, three weeks, and then after that, Christmas comes. So I hope all of you got your wish list out and that you've been good all year, or have been trying to be good all year anyway. Um, like I said uh, earlier, if I do see the new Skyfall movie, 007, Within the next week or two, I will tell you, uh, give you my review on it, and uh, let you know if I like it or not. And like I said, it's it's, it's already made a hundred million dollars and hasn't been here yet. This is just overseas; it's been showing overseas already, and it's gotten it's got pretty good reviews. So. Uh, when it does come uh, to theaters, like I said, it'll be here November 9th. Go out and see it. Uh, it's supposed to be the best one yet, according to what the uh, critics have said. The critics have said, and what's been reported on the internet and uh, media outlets. So with that, I will close my podcast for now. Don't forget uh, to check out the World of Myth on the internet, www.theworldofmyth.com. My uh, friend Dave Montoya uh, is the CEO of it. He uh, he writes stories for it. Uh, A lot of other people write stories for it. They send in... uh, poetry, they send in their artwork, uh, they send in their uh, stories, which I've read quite a few, I've read a few of their the stories and they're really, really good. The poetry is really good, and so is the uh, artwork. There's a lot of imaginative, imaginative people out there who uh, are really great artists, so uh, check it out. It's on, like I said, it's a uh, monthly online uh, magazine called The World of Myth. Okay, um, that's it for me. Um, everyone have a safe week um, as we get ready to celebrate the holidays coming up. Everybody be safe. Uh, Watch out for the other guy. And until next time, this is Larry Walton signing off, and we'll talk to you soon. Thou roof, thou roof, thou roof. No, we're not talking about this. No? No, your DJ career's over. Big time. (laughs) (sighs) Now you're a professional podcaster. That's right. Okay, um... Professional is too much of a stretch. I was going to say, is this a step up or a step down on the chain? Uh, well, he said professional would uh, imply that you got paid to do. <laughs> okay, amateur podcaster? There we go. <laughs> Podcast enthusiast. Ah, that's ah, much better. There we go. See, it's not as negative now. Exactly. Mm. I sound like I have ambition.
<laughs> hides it nicely. No, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> totally hidden that ambition. And for our final episode today, don't get us started number two. Oh. Advice and warnings. In this week's episode, Sadie and Lacey talk about weird things that have been studied by researchers and then get into an odd product warning for the safety of the consumer. Okay. Did you know 70%, 73% of the population believes statistics? Wow, that's a pretty good number. Yeah, and the other 60% don't. Oh, those other 60% need to go uh, mm-hmm. start listening to the other 73%. I think so. And we can get all the hundred and some odd percent together and move forward. Hundred thirty-three percent. It was math. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're gonna get a bit going, see it through to the end. That shows ambition. Oh, that's right. You already said you weren't ambitious. That's right. Ah, Podcast that's enthusiast. Remember? That's right. That's right. All right. So we uh, we've got that established. Now. Yes. Here we are with uh, don't get us started number two. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Get Us Started. I'm Miss Sadie Burbank. And I'm Lacey. And we're really glad you're here for our second installment of our show. We hope you liked the first one. We hope yes. we'll hear from you. Uh, we've got a new email thing set up, so all you have to do is just click on the show and click on comment, and it'll take you right to a direct email, and you can let us know how you liked us, if you liked us, and what you think we should be giggling about. Well, Lacey, how you doing? It's been, I'm doing what, good. a whole week since, uh, yes, since we did this? Since our first show. And how did you feel about it? Awesome. Did you like Once it? Once I got used to the mic being in my face. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's the cross we bear. What oh, can yes. I say? So what have you been up to this week? Being a mommy. Oh, isn't that fun? Oh, yes. Yes. I found this one story. Oh, did you find I'm, a story? I must say he's a lucky son of a bitch. Well, let's hear about him then. An error leads to an extra $1 million giveaway at a Cincinnati casino. Really? Yes. It's a... They had a drawing. Yeah. And they pulled out a name of Kevin Lewis. Only to discover it was the wrong Kevin Lewis they gave the money to. Oh, come on. So the There money... was more than one yeah. there in the casino. I'm not sure if it was the same people or if they awarded Kevin Lewis another. Oh, that sucks. Um, Let's see. The money was actually won by another man named Kevin Lewis. Each Kevin Lewis is about the same age is a Cincinnati resident, and they had similar personal information. The Cincinnati business uh, counter said, uh, this was our blender. Kevin Smith, our Kevin claim of the casino also said, so... Let me see that for yeah, a second. Yeah, I'm like on a I'm big getting, old mess. I'm getting a little confused here myself. Officials at the Horseshoe Casino in Cincinnati... Is that where you were reading? In a month, in a monthly drawing of loyalty card holders who entered the contest by swiping their cards each day for a month, gave the prize to Kevin Lewis and then discovered it was the wrong Kevin Lewis. The news website reported. Okay. Uh, the money was actually won by another man named Kevin Lewis. How do they know? I mean, you know, anyway, each Kevin Lewis 
is about the same age, uh, is a Cincinnati resident, and had other similar personal information, according to the Cincinnati Business Courier. Quote, this was our blunder, unquote. Kevin Klein, I don't know if that's the same Kevin Klein, since we're having name issues, of the casino said, Quote, so consistent with our commitment to do the right thing for our guests, Horseshoe awarded a $1 million yes. prize to each, yes. unquote. Wow. I wonder if that's really the same Kevin Klein. It, you really couldn't <laughs> take it back because it was the casino's mistake. Well, yeah, and and how, um, I don't know, I don't know. what. But you think they would have to swipe their loyalty club card. They did. They had loyalty cards, and those cards... As far as I understand the way gambling cards work, and trust me, folks, I know how gambling <laughs> cards work. Uh, they have numbers. Yes. You know, individual numbers. Mine does. And, uh, those, you know, cause like when you call up and say, I want my, f- my free three nights right. in Vegas this month, they go, what is your number, please? You know, and you tell them and uh-huh. they go, excuse me, there's a digit wrong there. No, what not, whatever. Right. <clears throat> Anyhow, so and they then have numbers. up your information. Yeah. And then they say, is this, uh, Sadie Burbank? And I go, yeah, it is. And right. so they go, cool. But if they pulled it up and said, is this Kevin Klein? I'd have to say, uh, no. No, it would be Kevin Lewis. No, I mean, Kevin Klein was the Oh, guy. right, right. So I don't know. I don't know how they got it messed up, but I do appreciate Mr. Klein's stance on the whole thing. I think he did the right thing yes. by giving them both a million bucks. And trust me, they made that back that afternoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, Why totally. can't they mess up with me? I would like a million dollars by mistake. <laughs> I'll be Kevin Klein if it'll help. I totally. What an awesome mistake for Kevin yeah. Lewis, one, yeah. and Kevin Lewis, too. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. They probably both need it. I yes. mean, not that you wouldn't need it or I wouldn't need it, but. But there's people who's in worse situations. Just like when people play the, cool that they've got win it. the lottery. Or yeah. when I go to the bingo tournaments, you know, and they and win the big else wins prize. And I you. just hope they needed it more than I did. Yeah. Well, that's all you can hope for. And they don't have a bigger yeah. banking account. That's why they gonna... call it gambling. Oh, yeah. You know, and you pay your money, you takes your chances. Yes. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So but we yes. are here in uh, beautiful Apple Valley, California. In case you're and wondering, it's hot today. And it is hot today. It's hotter and it's hotter today than it was last week. Yes, last week we had a cool down. Yeah, it was nice for a while. We're in uh, Lacey's living room. Her son Jaden's over there playing on the computer. The baby's in the bedroom watching, watching Meemaw. She watches. Uh, she calls it Meemaw. Meemaw. We think is really cute, but then she's almost two, so. Any of you with almost two-year-olds around get that, and all the rest of you are going, oh, please, give me a fucking break. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. Anyhow, uh, we got fans going in here, and it's comfortable and cool. We're sheltered. We're, we just got back from the gym. We yes. did our, our gym thing. Awesome workout. And that was so cool. And so here we are telling funny stuff to people. What else have you got that's funny? Anything? Ants. Ant, f- ants are not fucking funny. I'm no, sorry, but ants but are not funny. Can... Well, now, what kind of ants? Uncles and ants or... Ants that crawl on the ground that, that are a meant. pest. That's what I thought you meant. Do you know when they wake up in the morning, they stretch? <laughs> okay, now come on. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> ants stretch break. when they wake wait up in the minute, morning. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Now, who... Who... 
Okay, first of all, <laughs> I mean, just for openers, how do you know it's the morning to the ants? Right. Okay. Uh, and secondly, who's watching the ant while he sleeps? Long Somebody enough. with no. <laughs> it's a government grant. I promise oh, most you it's likely. a government grant. They actually stretch. Yeah. Well, now, when you think about it, so does a dog, okay? You've seen, you've seen. Yeah, but my dog is big. Well, yeah, but I mean, I have it's, a it's an animal. It's, it's stretching, uh, per se, is not necessarily, uh. But can you visualize an ant just stretching its back well, with his no, arms up? I don't, I'm not sure they do that, but then, uh. How do you know it's just not walking or stepped on a pebble? I don't know. Out? There must be sort of an ant stretch move or, or something that that is hilarious and how in the hell would you fucking know that i don't know and and more importantly why would you give a shit <laughs> yeah, i know, I know. I, well now somebody who's uh what do they call that uh no herpetologist is not a, a bug person that's a uh, something else okay that sounds like an std to me no uh, yeah, that's kind of huh? No, but I mean, a person that studies bugs and ants in particular would yeah, find I know that what you're talking about. very interesting. I'm certain. I just thought it was funny. I think herpetologist is one who studies snakes, if I'm not mistaken. I had to find that out a long time ago. When... Dolphins. Yeah. They sleep with one eye open. Uh-huh. How do you know they're asleep then? How do you know they only got one eye open? I know. How do you know when you don't go to the other side of their head? They didn't uh-huh. open one and close one. <laughs> yeah, they sleep with one eye open. Well, that's smart. I sleep with one eye open sometimes. How do you sleep? <laughs> Very carefully. Okay. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, is that a is that a, a metaphorical one eye open or is that like really one eye, one open. eye open? Yeah, one eye open. How strange. Well, I wonder. Do they have binocular vision actually? Those of you out there who know about dolphins and their visual capacities, do dolphins have binocular vision or not? Uh, and if not, then that, that sort of makes sense because they can, they can rest one eye and use the other one to watch for sharks, predators. Right. Okay. And then we would assume, does it say that they no. Some trade off eyes or no? No. Okay. Well, that's all the defending for the dolphins that I can come up with. Thomas Edison. Does he sleep with one eye open? No. no. What is he? He might. He, well, well actually, when he was alive. I'm sorry. What? The inventor of the light bulb, Thomas Edison. Yes, he was afraid yes. of the dark. Well, that's probably why he invented <laughs> the light bulb. I mean, think about it. Yes, I don't like the, the dark. I don't like the dark. I can't afford candles. We got to come up with something else. Yes. Uh, <laughs> necessity's the mother of invention, or in this yes. case, the father. I mean, right? Yes. Okay. And when I took logical, I have a hummingbird that comes and visits me every once in a while. When you do what? You have a hummingbird. I have a hummingbird who comes and visits. You here? Have a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. That comes and visits. I have several actually that kind of hang out at our yard. Yeah, yeah, they're cute. They're they're really cool. They're fast. Yes, hummingbirds are the only bird that can fly backwards. Oh, I've seen them do that. Actually, have you? yeah, they back up out of the flower because uh-huh. they get like in too far. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the only ones who can kind of like guys will do sometimes, uh-huh. and then they have to back out. And in their case, they have to fly because. They can't crawl. Right. <laughs> and a hummingbird weighs less than a penny. Dang, I didn't know that. But now there's different, I know there's there different are different hummingbirds. Types. There's different yes. uh, species, I guess, of yeah. hummingbirds. Uh, I think down in either 
South America. Yeah, South and America somewhere. They're, they have like really big ones and yeah, different colors mm-hmm. and different, uh, we have one that's purple and has a purple chest that flies around. Yeah. And another one with a teal blue chest. Yeah. The iridescent oh. kind. Mm, yeah, those are pretty. awesome. They're very pretty. I like them. Okay, we're we're up for hummingbirds. Yes. I have a hummingbird in my house. It It's actually a magnetic hummingbird. It's so cool. The, the top half of it uh-huh. and then the bottom half of it. And you put it, it's magnetized. Okay. And you put on one side of a window and the other side of the window, you put it together and it sticks okay. in the window. So you have half in the house and half outside? I do. Sort of. So cute. Yeah. Because it's funny because people come in and they go, oh, my God. Oh, and then they um, see. No, I can never mind. Yeah. It's, what is that bird doing? It's glued to your window. Anyway. Yes. I got it from QVC in case you're interested. <laughs> She's a TV Long time ago. shopaholic. Oh, I am a, I'm a, an online shopaholic. And a television shopaholic. I'll spend money with anybody that looks good. <laughs> Jellyfish. Yes. 95% water. I don't find that hard to believe at all. No, because if you pick up a jellyfish and like, like you and slice through and your fingers. Besides, you don't want to pick up a jellyfish because they'll sting you. Oh, a lot of them. Yes. No, you don't want to pick up. It's like, uh, what's her name? Ah. Uh, what's her name? In Nemo. Dory? Yeah. You know how she's playing around with the uh-huh. jellyfish? Boing, boing, boing. Mm-hmm. And then Ow. she gets bit. <laughs> See, you don't want to do that. No. Take a lesson from Dory. Thank you, Ellen DeGeneres. I love you. I don't know about this one. It says you'll eat about 35,000 cookies in your lifetime. <laughs> I look like it, too. I think I'm ahead, ahead of schedule. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my I'm... God. I just got the best cookie yesterday oh. from uh, our favorite low-cost grocery store uh-huh. down, this, down the hill. It's called Almanette. Ooh. Oh, I want to tell you. Mm. And they're sugar-free. Yes. Yum. They Double still have watch. calories, though, too. Two cal- uh, two cookies, 150 cows, however, they were really they good. They sound good. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't have anything to do with jellyfish. Oh, we're off a of jellyfish. We're we? off a of jellyfish. Yeah. We're on cookies. Good. Cookies, right. How many? 35,000? Yes. In my lifetime? Yeah, I think I we must are. be getting close to the end. I'm, I'm 72. I'm going to be 73 in just, just a, a couple little weeks. while now. Well, it's not going to get any worse than it is. It's, oh my God, it is almost a couple of weeks. Yes. September 8th. Oh, jeez. You know, I tell myself every year about, oh, May, June, I start telling myself and anybody that'll listen that I'm actually the age I'm going to be in September. Uh So by the time it gets here, you'll already be in the habit of saying it. It's not such a shock. You know, I started doing that when I turned 40 and it's, uh, it's it, it actually does seem to sort of help. Because I haven't hit the, oh, my God, I'm that age. You will, honey. Trust me. When you get to be my age, you're going to go, Jesus, people my age are dropping like flies. <laughs> what is that shit? No, I know my I parents did that. I'll in November, and it seems like there's a lot of young, young, long, the hello. A lot, of, the a lot of lung, A lot of what? Young people dying. There are a lot of young people dying. A lot of famous young people yes. dying, but then they're doing some uh, so not so doing... smart things sometimes yeah. too. So, hmm. anyhow, that's that's beside the point. The point is, 
I still have a few thousand more cookies to go. Yes, you do. I could look at it in terms of that. Instead of how many years I have left to live, it's how many, many more cookies. cookies do I have to eat. <laughs> it sounds like better like and sweeter. I like that a lot better. Okay, Beans, I have a Labrador. I thought this was interesting. Yeah. And I would like to know how and the hell they came up with it. It says, every Labrador retriever dreams about bananas once in a while. Oh, come on. Okay, if they did, I don't even know why. But how do they fucking know? Uh, you can't I tell. Don't you know. can't tell what a dog. What you can't tell what anybody's dreaming, no. except a person that wakes up and tells you what they dreamed. When they can remember the it. I mean, how can they? How do they know what anything or buddy is dreaming? I don't believe that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I I I. Maybe Scooby Doo answered that question I for them. Just, <laughs> I discard that out of hand. I don't believe it for a minute. No. I mean, I love your lab. Don't get me wrong. Oh, he's yes. a sweet dog, but I don't believe he dreams mm, he's about a bananas. In the ass. Well, even if he does dream about bananas, uh, no, I don't want to go there. Even if he does, <laughs> even if he does dream about bananas, I, I don't think he knows he does. And he only knows food and he doesn't. Bananas are food. Yeah, but, but not to it's him. not, no. Does he eat bananas? I don't think so. I mean, Zoe eats his food. Does he eat her food? Yeah, but she'll eat banana and he doesn't. He doesn't want the banana. No. No, just the dog food. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a lie. I think- and he don't like vegetables neither. He'll spit out the lettuce and the tomato. Oh, no, see, our dog used to love vegetables. Yeah? Yeah. I had a cat. We had cats that used to eat vegetables too, did you? Um, Avocado. I cannot leave avocados in really? the bowl in the kitchen. Oh, wow. He'd oh. eat through my avocados. We had a cat that used to sit on the, the, the like our kitchen was like your kitchen where there's like tile and then uh-huh. carpet. And then the kitchen table was in there. And I swear, I could cook, I could fry bacon in that skillet for five hours. I drop an egg in the skillet and the cat's right there. Really? Yeah. And so Ernie taught him to, and they always say you can't train cats. Yes, you can. That's bullshit. You so can. He taught him to sit right there on the carpet. Mm -hmm. And we would sit down and we would eat our breakfast and everything like that. And he would put his plate down. On the floor, on the tile floor, in right. front of the cat. The cat's still sitting there like a rock. Right. Until Ernie released him, and then he would lick up the egg yolk off the plate. That's it was the cute. coolest thing ever. That was a, That's Cody. We tell was, him wait for it. Yeah. Tell him to wait. Smart cat. Well, you didn't have to tell Miko anything. He just kind of did it. But anyway, he was smart, and Ernie was smart to train him. Anyhow. I have a couple more animal ones. I thought this one was interesting. When hippos are upset, their sweat turns red. Well, now that you could see. Yes. I mean, in theory, you, you'd you have to know they were upset. Well, I would know a hippo was upset. I wouldn't have to wait for his sweat to turn red. I wouldn't see its sweat I turn red. I'd be hauling ass the other way. Yeah, I would know it already because I think they open their mouths and, like, act aggressive and shit. You know that yeah. they are one of the deadliest animals in their realm? Really? Yeah. They have killed, I think they've killed more people than... Lions or something Do they like stomp that. I mean, they you really, or crunch you? Oh, jeez, anything they want. Yeah. I mean, they're like big, big mouths and you know, big crunch. teeth. That the, they upset boats with uh, you know little canoes and uh-huh. stuff with the fishermen in them, and then you know, stomp them or eat them or whatever they do to them. Knock them but over. yeah, they're very, very aggressive, nasty, tempered, ill-behaved, cute to look at in cartoon animal. Right. I had one with a tutu once. Oh, cute. Yeah. And there's another thing. I love dragonflies. 
Oh, yeah, you do. A dragonfly's lifespan is only 24 hours. Oh, hence the need for love. Yes. <laughs> uh, and see, I know how they know that because it's easy. I mean, in captivity, we'd have to, there'd have to be a codicil added to that. In captivity. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to know for sure that it's the same one because you cannot, like, mark a dragonfly and then follow him around all day. And no, you drops. can't tag him. But you can have him in your like aviary or whatever mm-hmm. and see how long he lives. And so yeah. I get that. That's that's Only cool. 24 hours. Yeah. Bummer. I wonder if they'll find something that they do that besides just buzz around pretty and aesthetically pleasing and things. I mean, you know, because they, right. find, they find medical cures in some of the craziest yes, places. Yes, they do. Maybe there's a medical cure. I mean, because something that only lives a day, it can't just be so it can feed something else that right. might dead somethings. I mean, you know, maybe. It has to be bigger than Maybe the someone out there right now that we don't even know about is studying the... Dragonfly. Uh, dragonfly and its possible beneficial effects on humankind. All right. Married men. Married men, not... Yes, merry men, as in... Married men. Oh, married yes. men. Oh, gotcha. Change okay. their underwear <laughs> twice as often as a single man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I you think know, a single married, man... You're married to a man. You Ask think him. a single man would change his underwear more <laughs> than a married man? Well, you'd think you'd have to, but then that would just be me and my filthy mind let me think let me think now let me let's, let's be logical maybe their wives nag them too or mm. maybe it's because they have clean underwear to put on maybe and there you single, go single men don't necessarily uh oh now we're going to get a bunch of emails from single men to go i do too wash my underwear well you may but and, the man next door may not yeah <laughs> and, and he was the one they counted not you yeah, no, that's interesting. Interesting statistic. Now, what did they do? Ask uh, 50,000 men, how often yeah. do you change your underwear and it are you married? doesn't say. I just wonder. There had to be some kind of study. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, what, what prompts, do you think? What prompts those kinds of questions in the minds of either the studiers or the people that ask them to study? Those? I mean, what... I don't know. If I could sit here and make a list of things I think we should study, even like narrow it down, even let's let's study something about married men versus single men. Okay? Right. Let's narrow it down to that. I don't think how often they change their underwear would be on my list. No. I don't real, and I further don't think it's anything that I would want to know necessarily. No. About, I mean, what do you? Hi, honey. How often do you change your underwear? Are you married or are you single? Yeah, How often do you like change your underwear? Dates, those five-minute dates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that could be on your list of questions. Uh, you know, what do you do for a living? How often do you change your underwear? You know. Uh-huh. What's your sign? <laughs> right. What's your size? Oh, sign. Sign. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. There's my dirty mind again. Okay. Onward. Upward. Um, For all the Snoopy people, 40%. Hmm. Of anybody who comes to your house will snoop through your medicine cabinet. <laughs> well, A, I don't even have one. I do, but you're just going to find and kids' toothpaste and band-aids in it yeah. because I have children, so all of our medicine is, is in a lockbox right. in the kitchen. Shh. Don't tell. Now he knows. 
Who? Jaden. He's right here. Oh, he, it's okay. <laughs> I know. He doesn't. I'm um, being silly. He doesn't. Jaden doesn't get into things. No, he's a good boy. Yes, he's very well good. behaved. Now like Zoe, him. on the other hand, oh, you can't trust her. I'm gonna her. have to put a, a hot wire on yeah. anything she's not supposed to yeah, touch. Just put a hot wire on her, and then she'll be okay. Kiddies. Just kidding. I don't abuse my children. No, but it is a thought. <laughs> no, she's a sweetheart. Uh, but no, that's interesting because uh, snooping in other people's medicine chests or cabinets or storage areas, whatever they may be, um, is rude. Well, but. Who cares? Maybe somebody who has a... Or maybe they're looking for something they want. Uh-huh. Oh, or somebody who has that. a pill problem. Yeah. Maybe they're going, you got any Oxycontins mm-hmm. or Contins or... What is it? Oxy... Codone. Oxycodones. There you go. Anyway, uh, for those of you who snoop, ha-ha, we're on to you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, talking about medicine cabinets, and I don't know why... More people use a blue toothbrush than red ones. Oh, well, everybody likes blue. That's why, except red's my hot color. I totally dig red. And you like purple. And I like purple. And I'm a blue person, too. I like all the colors, I guess you could say. But, uh, okay, now. My toothbrush is pink and clear. (laughs) In fairness, do we want to, do we want, see, I'm, you know me, I'm very precise verbally. Is it fair to say, most people use a blue toothbrush, or is it more accurate to say most people buy a blue toothbrush? Right. Because you don't know when they're going to use it, and you're not there. So, And unless they tell you, uh, when you investigate, what kind of toothbrush do you use, and they say blue, then maybe you'd know it that way. Right. But what the hell difference does it make anyway? Uh, maybe the producers of toothbrushes. Oral B, for example. Have noticed the different sales? Yeah, maybe. Well, and they say on uh, jewelry television, they're always saying that everybody likes blue better than anything else. I don't, well, they don't say it exactly like that, but they say people are very fond of the color blue. Right. Especially as it goes like with gemstones and jewelry and stuff like that. It's a very versatile color. It's, yeah, there's like lots of different shades of blue. Yes. There's a song about that. Okay, now you know why I don't sing for a living, and that's an old song. Everybody's getting over having a cold at my house. Thank God. A sneeze travels out of your mouth over a hundred miles per hour. Okay, they could record. They could, yeah, they can do that. Yeah, because you can, you can hook yourself up so you can sneeze into a machine that measures. The velocity of your... Right. You know. Then every time you sneeze, yeah, some of your brain cells die. <laughs> See, I'm not crazy. I just have allergies. <laughs> I sneeze a lot. I just sneeze dirt, a lot. Dirt, dirt. Jesus. Again, how do they know? How do they know? How do they know when a brain cell's dying? I know how they know when brain cells are active. Because right. they can measure that with a MRI or something like it. A brain scan thing. Um, and so they can see because they, they can tell you if you're, if it's red, then, then that means you're like turned on or something. Right. You're active. And yeah, or just turned on and not active. And, but if, but how do they know when a brain cell dies? Maybe because the sneeze is coming out a hundred miles per hour. Or maybe it's got brain cells in it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, probably dead ones if they are. So who knows? Anyway, again, 
you know, you wonder, don't you, don't you wonder, folks? I wonder what the hell people are thinking that they know all this stuff. I mean, there's one thing to have trivia in your head, but <clears throat> this is, this is interesting trivia in so far as Different. why do they want to know this stuff? The average person falls asleep within seven minutes. Well, I'm not average because it takes me hours to fall asleep. Well, I don't know. David goes to bed and he hits his pillow and he's gone. Yeah, it doesn't take me very long to fall asleep. Ernie either. I mean, you know, he's so funny. He'll sit in bed, you know, when we first go to bed, he'll sit there and he'll be flipping the channels, you know, trying to find something he wants to watch. And I go, what the fuck do you care? You're going to be asleep in 13 seconds. Right. You know. And he'll find something he wants, and it isn't something I want to watch. Right. But I don't argue with him about it because he's going to be asleep in 13 seconds. <laughs> right. You know. So, and then it's really hilarious because he'll be, because he snores, you so know. So does David. And so I'll hear him snoring, and so I'll turn down the volume or I'll switch channel. You don't have to turn it down. What the fuck? <laughs> you were asleep a minute ago. Uh-huh. Talking about sleeping with one eye open. He's right. with one ear open. open. Jeez, please. No, I, it takes me a long time to fall asleep. Really? Oh, you do, you, you do what I used to do. You replay the video of the day. Yeah, what I should have done and what bills right. do. And oh no. Yes, all those things I shouldn't have said, all those things I should have said, all those things I didn't do, all those things uh-huh. I should have done. And tell me, what fucking good does it do? It doesn't do any good. And don't you need My sleep. brain doesn't shut off. And, oh yes, it does. You can learn to shut your brain off. You Counting can. sheep don't work. You can. No, not by that. <laughs> no. Believe me, it's possible because I used to say the same sort of thing. But you actually can learn to shut your brain off just by telling yourself, if nothing else, everything's okay. It's all in the past. It's all beyond me. I can't do anything about it anymore anyway. You are getting very sleepy, and believe me, that shit works. And I'll have to try. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. You can't do anything about it, so why why go over it and over it and over it? Unless there's something that you really need to remember, which is why I keep a pencil and paper beside my I bed. I have a good memory about what I need to do. I don't. I wake up in the morning and I go, what the fuck was that I thought about last night that I wanted to do? <laughs> and then I look at my paper and I go, oh, yeah, that was it. No. If I don't write it down, I don't remember it. No. Mm-mm. I have a good memory. You what? I have a good memory. Well, David I have a good memory. To me, but remember just, this or remember I don't that. remember stuff like that. It's gotten worse in my <clears throat> advancing years, I have to say. Sadly. Yeah, me and my mom don't call it birthdays anymore. We call them level ups. Oh. We're leveling up. Leveling up. That's, that's okay. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. 
but less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. So I got some stuff. Okay. Oops, I hit the mic. Oh, I'm so sorry. That probably made a big ouch in your ears. And if it did, I apologize. I I came across this uh, bunch of information. <clears throat> Dumb warnings. Okay. And I think they're hilarious, some of them. Some of them not so much. But this is like, uh, you know, when you open up a package. Excuse me, I'm going to burp here in a minute, I hope. Or not. Ah, there. Aren't you glad you heard that? Okay, <laughs> moving right along. Um, no, when you open up a, a package of something, let's say it's, um, God, I don't know, something that comes in plastic. Right. Plastic bag. And you throw it away. But you ever notice the plastic bag says, this is not, not a, a toy. toy? You know, well, okay, the we'll only people that are going to, yeah, the only people are going to play with it are kids that can't read. But right. that's beside the point. Stupid parents. Might say, here, sure. Susie, play with the black plastic bag. So, well, this is sort of in that, along that line. Okay. These, these warnings. Um, there's a description that reads, warning, 
may cause cancer in California. Now, why would it cause cancer in just California? I、uh, don't know. Ask the roll-a-hose people. Roll-a-hose. The roll-a-hose people have a, a warning、fast. on. Yeah, no kidding. Have a warning、uh, that says may cause cancer in California. So if you're in Utah, you're home free. You're good.、Uh, do not use when temperature exceeds 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, they're not going to be using that out there. One hundred and forty degrees Fahrenheit、Valley. is not consistent with life as we know it on this planet, and this is death valley、uh, has gotten up there. This is put out by a wheelbarrow manufacturer. Huh? Now, who's going to be wheeling around a wheelbarrow in one hundred and forty degrees? I'm sure in the hell ain't. <clears throat> no, and I don't know why either. I mean, when,、uh, unless I, I don't think it's for your benefit. Like you know, it'll kill yourself if、right. you do. I think it might have something to do with the wheels. You know, they melt or something. I don't know why. It would be interesting to know. Warning: Do not attempt to remove blade while lawnmower is running or plugged into an outlet. Well, it's sad because a lot of people <laughs> nowadays don't have common sense. Yeah, common sense is all too uncommon. It's been yeah, common sense is sense is a gift. Yeah, that's for craftsman power mowers. Put that advertise or that warning in their product. Do not it's probably like the because the lawsuit when that lady bought hot coffee at McDonald's and spilled it on herself. Oh yeah, there's there's a, there's a, there's one in here by McDonald's that says warning: this coffee may、yeah. be hot. Hello. <laughs> hey, listen, it worked for her. Yeah. Now nobody. But else now can, we got to read stupid warnings. No, but well, we don't have to read them. You can turn the cup around and look at the golden arches or whatever the hell. But you know, I mean, nobody else will ever be able to do it though, because she got that one. Uh huh. Do not attempt to stop chain with hands. This is、uh, my manufacturer of a chainsaw. Another、yeah. logical, <laughs> apparently necessary <laughs> warning. You know, you did. Maybe somebody did, and then hurt himself, and go well.、Uh, you know, they there should have、no、been a warning. warning. Yeah, right. There ought to be a law.、Mm-hmm. We have some of those too, by the way.、Um, this bag contains forest products. This is、uh, by an unknown pine bark mulch manufacturer. Okay. Well, Just like my peanut butter jar. It says contains peanuts. Hello. No way. Yes, it does. No way. Well, they got to do that because people have peanut allergies. It's peanut butter. Well, I know, but listen, people are stupid. They won't read the the name of the product, but they'll turn to the ingredients and go, "It's okay, Susie. You can have it. It doesn't have any peanuts in it." <laughs> okay. Do not attempt to stop chain. Well, we did that one. Oh, Jesus! Wait, we didn't do this one. Do not attempt to stop chain with your hands or genitals. Genitals. This is a Swedish chainsaw manufacturer. Do you suppose that was a language issue? I think Or so. Or do you think that? Why in the heck would you stop it? Maybe putting it between your legs to hold on to it while you. Yeah. No, because no, it says don't attempt to stop, stop it with your. Leave out hands because that's part of the sentence. Or genitals. Don't. So you leave out your hands or. Okay, the rest of the sentences don't attempt to stop chain with genitals. Well,、no. I'm going to take that one to heart. I sure as shit am not going to ever do that. No.、Mm-mm. Okay, here's dumb warnings for toys. Warning: 
This program should not be used in flight training. Death or serious injury could result. And this is uh, Microsoft's flight simulator program that they put out in 2008. So it's a video game? Yeah. So you shouldn't take your computer on the plane and use that for flight, I guess. So they're saying that you shouldn't learn how to fly a plane from a video game. Yeah, well, one would have thought that were true to start right. with. But not necessarily, because they get you in the so-called cockpit and you're like, right. doing your thing. And you're and it feels like you're flying. Simulator. It looks like you're flying. And when you crash, it doesn't hurt. So maybe idiots that don't have any sense think that, well, I spent 15 hours on Microsoft's video. <laughs> I should be able to fly a Where's my pilot license? Yeah, okay. Game pieces, I love this one. Oh, this is so good. Game pieces do not actually talk. <gasps> this is the guess, the guess who game. Had to put that in there. Because game. of the commercial, probably. I don't know. I've think, never seen it. I think the commercial had animated game pieces. Did it? I think so. And they, and everybody thought the pieces uh -huh. really talked. Right. Did they think there were like little tiny people in them I or don't what? I know. Could be. I mean, was there a string to pull, like on those talking no. things? So how did they think they talked? I don't know. Magic. Yeah. Mm. Caution, it is not a life-saving device. This is uh, by an unknown beach ball manufacturer. So don't grab a beach ball hoping to save your life. On the other hand, if I'm drowning and there's a beach ball... I'm going to grab it. Uh, me too. I'll take my chances. But see, then they're setting up for, if it didn't work, you can't sue them. Right, right. Yeah. Because, you know, well, fuck, I couldn't anyway because I died, right? Right. Okay, so they're easy. they're off the hook either way. Well, the family members can sue, saying uh, your flotation How device. would they know? They weren't there <laughs> if they it didn't, didn't help. So, warning, do not use as a flotation device and do not ingest. This is um, a blow-up Figaro Figaro toy. Figaro toy. What the fuck is a Figaro toy? From Mickey D's. Okay. It's Figaro's a the cat from Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, this is a blow-up Figaro toy from Mickey D's, and it's about the size of a CD. Now, then this, they shouldn't be... Now, they're saying that you can't use this as a flotation device and okay. don't eat it. Well, if it's only the size of a CD, what in the world makes you think you could use You're it right. for a flotation device? What's wrong with the baby? She needs a mama. She needs a baba. Oh, my nice goodness. Get your baba so you can go night-night with your dada. So if it's just the size of... It's the size of a CD. No, there's no way that you could even... How could you... I don't know about you, but I can't even begin to think I could sit on a CD and float. I, no, mean, I think we'll both sink to the bottom. Yeah, there's just like displacement issues. Yes. You know, and I, I don't think it'll happen for me there, but. No, me neither. Anyway, let me, uh, let me see. There's one more here for toys. Okay. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is priceless. I fucking love this one. Some assembly required. My ass. This is by the unknown manufacturer of, uh, wait for it, a 500 piece puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Some assembly required. Some. That's priceless. I I think that is that is that is priceless. Yeah, being a mom to two yeah. kids. Some um, assembly required. I mean, if you're gonna enjoy the puzzle, you're gonna have to assemble uh, it. Yes. That's part of the fun. 
But that's, again, just me. She got her baba. She's gone night-night. Yay. She can go watch me now. Okay, here are food dumb mornings. Okay. Do not eat packet. Aww. <laughs> this is on the Hormel pepperoni package. Again, why would we <laughs> want to? But, you know, kids will eat anything. Yes. Uh, product will be hot after heating. Really? <laughs> There's a shocker. Let's see, who put this brilliant piece out? Uh, Mark and Spencer's bread pudding. Well, I would hope it will be hot after heating. After all, that's why you heat Heated, it. Yes. <laughs> this is good. Artificially flavored. Right. This is ring pops that are made with fruit juice. Okay. So. Artificial fruit juice? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe. I kicked them or when you read again. the back of the juice, it'll say 100% juice. Then you can't find where the juice is. It's artificial this and artificial that. Yeah. And maybe. it contains 1% juice. Well, I like the one where it's like you buy grape juice, but right. then you look at the ingredients, it's really apple juice with yeah, purple right. coloring in it. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Okay, here's directions. Dip chips into cheese and salsa. This is on uh, Lunchables Nachos. I don't think nobody needs to tell me how to to. eat. Well, now, if you opened it up and you'd never, imagine you'd never seen chips and dip before. I don't know. I still still wouldn't need to be told, would you? Because let's say you wouldn't have a spoon or a fork. So you got to get the chips or the cheese and the salsa out. So you're going to use the chips. So I think... Yeah. Oh, wait. Excuse me. Oh. It doesn't say dip chips in cheese and salsa. It says drip chips oh. in cheese and salsa. That's so going to be ever turn, hard to do. Turn the lunchable upside down and drip it? I don't fucking know. That's probably or a typo. Or does ty- it come into a, a tube? Got to be a typo. Here we go. Here's the one like you had. This is by the Salisbury Peanut Company. This product contains nuts. Yes. I mean, I can understand. If you're looking at a sack full of nuts, do you need the ingredients to say this product contains nuts? No. I don't get it. Maybe for the nutty people. Okay, warning. Children can drown in bucket. Do not place kids in juice. This is a giant bucket of pickles. Used in fast food restaurants. This is on the on the bucket. Children can drown in bucket. Do not do not place kids in juice. Has that ever happened? Maybe. You know, some of the mom and pop restaurants bring their kids. Susie, come here. I want you to play in the pickle juice. No. Nah, I think that's covering all bases. Yeah. Stuff myself. But I could be Zoe would use it as hair gel. She yeah. likes to dip her hands and stuff and run it through her hair. Zoe thinks Kool-Aid is hair gel. She's always Sticky, crunchy hair. Yeah, well, it works for her. I mean, look at the kids today. Look at me. I have sticky, crunchy hair. I don't do it with Kool-Aid, but I have sticky stuff that I stick on my hair and it makes yeah. it stick up. So, you know, what's wrong with that? Hers probably tastes better than mine. <laughs> Here's uh, dumb warnings for drinks. Oh. 
<laughs> this is, uh, oh, this is great. Suitable for vegetarians. Really? Yes. This is the, um, Sainsbury, uh, sorry, Sainsbury Mineral Water Company. Okay. Their product is suitable for vegetarians. Okay. This sounds to me like it's a marketing plea. There's to... no meat in their water. That's good to know. Yeah. I, yeah but listen, I'm not even a vegetarian, and I'm glad to know there's no yes. meat in their water. Yes. Uh, personally. Okay. Bottle exclusively designed for the use of Volvic natural mineral water. Do not refill. <laughs> really? Okay, and this is by that company, Volvic Natural Mineral Water. So what is it going to do? Implode or explode or? I think it has to do with cancer. Like, um, I was reading on the internet. No, no, no. It says it's designed exclusively for the use of Volvic Natural Mineral, mineral Water. But it says do not refill what? It just says don't refill. It doesn't say nothing after that. Do not refill. Assuming they, they're talking about with something else. Uh, I mean. Cause I know like these plastic bottles that we drink out of. Yeah, I know. They, they have the polycarbonate. Yeah, or and they're some not shit. supposed to and drink them after they've been sitting in your car for a long time because yeah. they heat, whatever. I'll just have to die of it then. But I don't get why you can't. I, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I'm confused on I, that one. I seriously don't think there's going to be a problem if I run out of Volvic natural mineral water and I go to my Sparklets water, bottle. water tap and I pour well water from Hesperia well in it no. or wherever. I don't think it's going to hurt. No. They just want you to buy more of their product. I think that might be it. Okay, <clears throat> this one is curious. I, I find this curious. Remove label before placing in microwave. Now, that makes a lot of sense when you think about the products that have metallic labels yes. on them. However, Otherwise this is... Otherwise, you're going to send your microwave to a sparkin. This is uh, actually uh, a warning on a Moet White Star champagne bottle. Why would you stick it in the microwave? Why would you want to microwave your champagne? That's Champagne's best my cold. Question. Not warm. No, no, no. But if you do put it in the microwave, take the label take off. Take the label off because otherwise it'll spark your microwave and wreck and it. And you can't sue them because they warned you. <laughs> uh, this is written on the side of uh, a slush puppy cup. Okay. The warning is, this ice may be cold. Really? <laughs> There's a shocker. It sounds like a waste of ink. <laughs> maybe they didn't have anything else to do, so they put that on there. <laughs> or maybe they meant to say it's so cold it's going to really bother your, your brain. hand. And, you know, you might want to put a cup protector on it or something. And then here's uh, Mickey D's coffee, maybe hot. Yes. Contents, maybe hot, actually. Um, on a Coca-Cola bottle in Croatia. Okay. Use only for drinks. Now that would have been good for the last segment we did last week. Um, things women put 
Yes, different it would be. Places? Yes. And on top of that, I do know men who've been u- known to use, uh, Ouch. soda bottles for, uh, relieving, uh, calls of nature. And getting there stuck? Are, there are times, no, no, I mean, just, you know, when you gotta go, you, you gotta, gotta go, go and you don't have anywhere to go because you're sitting in the car on the freeway and you're just finished your coke. Yeah. And, uh, you gotta hope, get rid of it now. Hopefully, nobody else is in the car to mistake what's in the bottle. And, yeah. <clears throat> not <the> lemonade. <clears throat> Can he done warnings on appliances? Oh. No, I'm going to come back to that one because okay. there's there's one on here that I think is the best one I ever read and should win an award. How much time do we have, by the we way? We have about 12 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, we'll go on to clothing and then we'll come back to appliances. Okay. It is not suitable for driving under conditions of poor light. Now, I think what we have here, <laughs> as they said in in the movie, is a failure to communicate. I think I think what we have here is um, third world um, interpretation of of the way they should give certain information. Okay. I mean, if you've ever read some instructions that come. With things that are made elsewhere right. in the world, uh, sometimes the uh, instructions. And that's when the picture they tells lose the whole story. a lot. The translation. Yes. This is actually put out by Ray-Ban sunglasses, so it's not suitable for driving under conditions of poor light. Okay. I think what they mean is don't wear your sunglasses so, in the dark. Yes. But a lot of people do anyway. Um, okay, wearing of this garment does not enable you to fly. Damn it. This is a child-sized Superman costume. <laughs> so don't let Bobby climb up on the scene on the roof and jump off in his Superman costume. Because it's not going to work. You're going to be sitting in the ER. Neither will um, the Batman costume because it says the cape does not enable user to fly also. It's going to make a lot of kids very know. upset. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the kids can't read the label. The ones that are thinking it might make them able to fly. So, wouldn't you think mom would have told them? Yeah, think. Maybe mom doesn't know. And hope mom can read. Well, she doesn't know the cape won't work. Maybe she can't read. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, this product is only to be prescribed by a physician and fit only by a trained technician. Really? What is it? This is the champion swimmer supporter jockstrap. (laughs) (laughs) Only a physician can prescribe it, and it can only be fitted by a trained technician. I want that job. Um, I think I want that job. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It might be kind of fun. Here, guy, let's try this one. Oh, is it a little too tight? There. I'm sorry. Poke them all in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, this is uh, do not wash or dry clean. This is on a graduation gown. I have my graduation gown. Do you? From, yeah, 1994, I graduated. And it's still hanging in the closet. And I never did wash it or dry clean it. Oh, well, I only wore it once. From college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding? High school? Graduated from high school in 1958. Do you still have that one? No. No? We had to give them back. Oh. Nowadays you buy them. No, then you didn't. Our 
either that or I had to rent it or some shit. I don't know. But in any case, no, I don't have it. I don't have anything I had in 1958 except all the pounds that I had then. And my, that's it. Well, my head, my heart, my mind, but that's it. You don't have any of your childhood toys? Yo, I do have. Ernie bought me one. I had this little hen when I was a kid. It was uh, tin. Mm-hmm. And you put marbles down the the top of it was where her, like, tail was. Okay. And there was this, like, it was cylindrical, sort of. And you put marbles down in there, and then you crank this little hand crank on her side. And she's she's painted to look like she's sitting on a basket. Okay. And then there's this little hole at the bottom of the basket. So she lays eggs. You crank it, and it goes... And when and when she goes like that, the egg comes out. It's really Aww. cool. And I I remembered having that from like way God way 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 back. And we saw one in Albuquerque once in this secondhand toy store. How cool! But at the time we were you know financially strapped, right. and it was like thirty bucks. And that's I, a lot oh, of money I when really, you're hurting. Well, and this was in '78. Uh, you know, that was a lot of money for a toy. So, but I always regretted that I never got it anyhow, you know. And when I could afford it, I went back to see if I could find the toy store, and I couldn't. And, you know, so I mentioned it. I'd mention it from time to time, you know. And right. I sure wish I'd have had that thing. Well, a couple of years ago, Ernie actually, we, the subject came up again. And he went online because, oh, I know why. We saw something about it on on television. And it named, na- no, 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 I'm lying. It was at the fair. Okay. L.A. County Fair down in Pomona, there was a uh, an exhibit of collections. Okay. Different things people collected. Among them was a toy collection, and among those toys was one of these little oh. chickens. And it said, it had a sign by it, and it said what it was. Right. Little red hen toy or whatever. And so up until then, he hadn't known what it was called, so he really didn't know what he was looking for. Right. So... Unbeknownst to me, he went online and he looked and he found this little red hen. How awesome. And he bought it and had it sent to me. And it even came with its original box and five little eggs and everything. It's so cool. It's sitting in the kitchen. How cool. I totally love it. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know how we got from jock straps to chickens or, oh, graduation thing. You asked me, did I have any of my kids' toys? Well, that's, yes, I have that one. Uh, this one, you cannot save the world. This is from Powerpuff's Girls Halloween costume. Isn't that cute? That is cute. They would think they could. Now, how much time do we have? How much time do we have now? I have to watch it because I don't want to go over. We have about six minutes. About six minutes. Okay, well, let's do, let's do these. Dumb warnings for signs. Okay. This is good. Road closed. Use sidewalk. Okay. With my car. Uh-huh. And you can get a ticket for using your I car on the sidewalk. Think so this is in, um, where is this? Oh. Do they want you Cleveland, to park your car? Cleveland, Ohio at a university there. Case Western Reserve University. Road closed. Use sidewalk. Okay. At entrance to jail, a sign reads, quote, no weapons beyond this point, unquote. The message is also written in Braille. Okay. 
Oh, that just sends lots of questions into my yeah. little brain. Uh, who's blind and using a weapon. gun or weapon? Anyway, the sheriff in uh, Warden County, Illinois. No, I'm sorry. Warden County, Indiana. They've got all the bases covered with that sign. Yeah, because I'd hate to be with the blind shooter. Yeah, I totally would. Uh, here's a sign uh, on a gas pump. It reads, please prepay in advance. Duh. How else? Would you pay? How else would you prepay? Yeah. But in advance. Um, roadside sign reads, <laughs> I like this. No signs. <laughs> the sign says no signs. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is somewhere in Ohio. They have a sense of they humor. Don't, uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah. They, maybe somebody just put it up for fun. Maybe they were serious because apparently that's the only sign. Uh-huh. So it must be working, right? It must be. Uh-huh. Wait for green. This is an unknown traffic light in Brick, New Jersey. Okay. So, just in case you wondered, don't go on red, don't go on yellow, wait, wait for, for green. Wait for the green. Yeah. Warning, do not hit this sign. Damn it. This is in Durango, Colorado. I don't know how many people hit that sign just uh, to hit it. I don't know. <laughs> A sign over the alley reads, please roll ball. This is in the bowling alley. Okay. This is kind of like a how-to. Um, maybe because, you know. I've only bowled on my Wii. On your what? On oh, the Wii. On your Wii. <laughs> that almost sounds nasty. I've only bowled on my Wii. Wee-wee. No. Um, okay, so. You don't throw you don't, like a baseball. You've never gone bowling? No. You've never gone bowling? No. Never been in a bowling alley? I've been in a bowling alley. Did you ever see what they were doing? Yeah, they rolled the ball on the, uh, the lanes and the knocked over the right. pins. Right. Did you see anybody walking around scratching their head going, I don't know exactly what I should do? No. No. And if you did, did you see him look up and go, oh, oh, duh, the ball. Okay, got it. But does it have arrows to show them where to roll the ball? Hey, shit. Somebody's going to have some. It doesn't. And and it's not, it's not very specific. It just says roll the ball. Doesn't say where. Okay. Public property. Public property. Keep off. Can't. It's public. Now this is, uh, Jefferson City, Missouri High School football field. Okay. Yeah, somebody, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, people that say, well, I know what the definition of that word is, but that's not really what I mean by it. Right. I mean something else by right. it. Well, you know what? That There's another word for what you mean. Exactly. Okay? Find out what that one is and use it instead. Anyhow, okay, here's one. No shooting or uncased firearms. This was... um. Balanced Rock State Park, Idaho. The uh, side note is that the sign had been shot multiple times. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. How are we doing on time now? You got about three minutes. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'll get around to that one that I think is the best in a minute. Here's one that says, do not pick up gasoline or flammable liquids. Do not. 
used to pick up gasoline or flammable liquids. I'm sorry. And then it says, do not use to pick up anything that is currently burning. Hello. This is a warning on an unknown vacuum cleaner. So don't suck up your gasoline with your vacuum cleaner. And, and don't go. If it's on fire, don't try to suck up the fire with your vacuum cleaner. Now, why in the hell would they have to have that kind of warning? I have no idea. Somebody vacuum out their fireplace? I, maybe. Maybe. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, people do that probably. Yeah. They vacuum, especially with a, what do they call, shop vac? Yeah. You know, those, those vacs they use in shops. <laughs> no, we just use the broom in this pan. Caution. Avoid dropping air conditioners out of window. No, I don't see somebody doing that on purpose. I could see an accident where its finger slips. That must, but you know, wouldn't, you don't need to be told not to do that. No. Do you? I don't. Just common sense. I dropped it out the window because there wasn't a warning on it that said not to. Uh huh. No, I don't buy that. Here's one: an unknown blow dryer. Do not use while sleeping. Oh, with that that TV show. I think it's on TLC. My strange addiction. That lady sleeps with her blow dryer on. Does she? Yes. In oh bed well, with then her. this is that's for her, her warning. This is for her. Well, by gosh, there you go. You see, you just never know. Yeah, it's, my, it's called no My Strangest addic Addiction, and yeah. she sleeps with her. Yeah. She can't go to sleep without her blow dryer on. It's like, like Zoe can't go to sleep without her baba. Yes, and her meemaw. Yes. Okay, but Zoe's baba and meemaw. Well, see, that's is not, not as strange as it seemed then. No. Is it? Okay, keep away from water. This is by the White Westinghouse sixteen hundred blow dryer. Well, we all know why. But I guess they feel compelled to warn us. Yes. Not to be used by, <laughs> not to be used for anything else. This is a Japanese food processor. This kind of ties in with our story from yeah, last with the, week. Yeah, with the garbage disposal. Gar garbage disposal. And at the same time, she could have put it in the food processor. She could have. But then that would have made the food processor contaminated. No, it's because the the, yeah. the garbage disposal is much easier. She didn't have to uh, get it out of the cupboard, plug it in. Well, yeah, it probably wasn't sitting out. Warning, never iron clothes on the body. <gasps> this is by the Rowenta Iron Company. They must have had somebody iron their clothes while on. They must have, and if it was steam iron. Ooh. Ouch. Okay, here's the one that I saved for last, simply because I really think this is the best one I've ever heard, and I really think it should win an award. Okay, let's hear it. Here's a, uh, a caution that reads, this is not a life-saving device. This is printed on a life-saving device. Really? So maybe a decoration? No, you know those things that uh, they have uh, that you can... There, where Joe Schmo from Kokomo can, uh, oh, please don't send me things from Kokomo. I'm sorry. Any, any guy that walks down the street, sees somebody having a heart attack can go over and get the little, uh, device that right. they have in airports and things like that now. And the you follow the prompts and you can save the guy's life right. with this life saving device. That's a life saving device, but apparently it has a warning on it or at least one similar to it. 
that says it's not a life-saving device. And so, gee, I'd be confused if I was Joe. I would be confused, too. Just saving our ass just in case she die. Yeah, well, so in that, <clears throat> with that one, I think we probably ought to stop with the dumb warnings for now. Anyhow, yes, we've we're... come to the end of a lovely day. Yes, we? we have. It's been fun. Um, I don't have any cute and clever endings like we do with, uh, David has that cute and clever ending we have with what we think. Right. You know, and I don't have any cute and clever, do you have any cute and clever endings? No. Things we think are, uh, funny. It's, you know, the whole thing is if you get us started, this is what you get out of it. Yes. So don't get, get us started. started. See you Bye-bye. next week. Good night. Or good morning. Well, who knew putting your hand in a blender would be a bad idea? I almost did, but then I read the warning. That's good. At mm-hmm. least he heeded the warning. Mm-hmm. That other 73%? No fingers. Yeah. <laughs> the sale of hooks, though, has gone through the roof. It has. Yes. It's unreal. Yes. Just like sticking metal in a microwave. Oh. I like the sparks. You're not supposed to do that? From what I understand. Oh, all right. Now, there's another thing. Yeah. We need to listen to that show again. I keep buying new microwaves, though. Somebody's got to keep the microwave industry going. That is true. And see, and if it's not going to be us, who then? Other who, people. I ask. Won't somebody look out for the children of the people that work in the microwave factory? Nobody cares. We care. Exactly. We are a caring people. That's right. Us Canadians, we buy microwaves because, you know, we just stick crap we in them. build igloos out of <laughs> microwaves. That's right. <laughs> I just finished mine out back, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's not go down this no, road. No, no. This no. has been another episode of Flashback Friday. I'm Rob. I am Mike. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>